mistakes were made. Hello and welcome to the the regret podcast. <laughs> How are you feeling, Nathalie? That after having uh, two unexpected chapters dumped unceremoniously onto your lap as you're finishing your reading at the last minute, uh, like an hour late, because of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh i i'm gonna be honest i, w- I had th- as i was reading through rave i had like a, i was thinking of like a million different jokes that i could open with to start off the podcast i got nothing man like there, there's too much there's too much for me to there's too much yeah. to process <laughs> it, it, it it is something so anyway um in case you are unfamiliar with the Nen Show podcast, how it works is we go through Shonen series, long-running Shonen series, one one at a time, arc by arc, and discuss them. Um, for first, uh, we also usually respond to comments. So if you have anything interesting to say about the the, the stretch of chapters, go ahead and leave it. You know, we we encourage reading along, just because. I mean, especially in this case, because actually, it's funny. In my Discord server, people are enjoying are enjoying this one much more than I am. Like, uh, people are like, hey, it's fine. I get like six out of ten, maybe seven here. There are some five, more fives. I'd say I'm more like in the three to four range, personally. <laughs> I'm just, uh, anyway. But um, man, it's so, it's yeah. been so long since we've had to, because usually at the start of each uh, uh, manga or whatever we read, we do our reintroduction of the Nen Show. So it's just weird. It's been so long because we just did One Piece, which was For 20 episodes. Last time we did it, it was Anime Expo. That was the last time we started a series, yes. Um, so yeah, we normally respond to comments, though not at the start of a series. So next time we will be responding to the comments from this episode, hopefully, unless we forget because uh, that happens. Um, we also so um, discuss our personal histories with the series because, you know, in some cases, like with Naruto, we had we both had kind of not really finished the series, so we kind of remembered things. With Bleach, neither of us had read it, so we kind of went through like we don't we don't. So uh, in the case, so yeah, in the case of spoilers, Mathwiz, this is your first time reading Rave, I believe. Yep, I know nothing about Rave. I know nothing about Fairy Tale. I know nothing about Mashima. So yeah. <laughs> now you know more than you wished. Um. So yeah. Um. And I, 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 well, you did watch the tirade on fairy tale, right? My, my, my famous video series. I, I did. It has been a while though. Yeah. And yeah. I, you, that was mostly on fairy tale, not rave. So the last I, episode was com- on both of them kind of, but, uh, yeah. So I don't even know how much of that I remember. Um, cause it's been a while since I watched it. So I, I don't even know how much of that I remember and I made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've talked about it on the one piece podcast. I don't particularly think the tirade is any good anymore mostly because of like how i consume media has changed and like i'll, I'll probably be talking about here because um but um so yeah but i do have a, an extended history with hero mashima especially fairy tale so i'm a bit i'm looking forward to that more than rave um but rereading rave in itself has been interesting because like i'm noticing for like foreshadowing like to things that still maybe won't, won't make sense in some ways, but make more sense than I'd assumed. And I I fucking missed a lot of shit. Like, I was looking through my old notes, and there was just so much, like, anger and also kind of, like, forgetting shit and missing the point. And I'm like, this is the kind of shit I don't like anymore. I don't like it when people say the same shit about other things. So, like, why is it fine for me to t- say the same shit even about Hiromashima stuff, which is kind of infamous? And, like, it, it's not... I don't think it's great. I don't like it personally. It's just, it's like, it's like nothing. Like I, there was one moment that (laughs) made me cry for reasons not really related to rave. 
and that I will talk about because that's probably the most interesting thing in this stretch of chapters. Is um, Rave a ten out of ten? Yes, craft- and it, it made me cry. It's a ten out of ten. That's how it goes. Not even true. I cry like a baby a lot. So no. Why couldn't we have just discussed I cut two stars instead? Um, I don't know. Anyway, so. So yeah, I have read, read Rave once before, but because uh, Mathwis hasn't, and I expect most people watching have not, uh, we will only, no spoilers, of course, as as per, us- as per unless, usual. Unless Craftsdorf does what happened in One Piece, where like, oh, occasionally a spoiler will slip through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and yes, we have read uh, Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece on the show, and we've also, we're also pretty familiar with some other ones, like Hunter Hunter mostly is the one that seems to come up. Um... So we, so it, you know, sometimes we'll compare or use examples or like uh, a common one is uh, the Obito thing where the main antagonist is trying to twist the, force the protagonist to be more like them or something like that, which has that, you know, so I don't think that happens in this stretch, but just an example of something that comes up before, you know, it's the Nen show has been going for a little while at this point. So, um, yeah. Now we, we. How 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 do we, what is like the the arc structure of the Nen show? Like, was the big three an arc, or was that a saga? Like, are we breaking it down? Like, was there a Naruto arc? Was there a Bleach arc? Or are those just uh, was that like the the no, three I'd say, yeah, there are arcs. The 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 was Bleach the low point? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh so that oh and this is the this is the yeah that was act one the big three and this is going to be act two like this is the low point Majima. oh god so it's an even bigger arc <laughs> uh no we're keeping it short luckily um so yeah getting uh into the discussion i suppose because yeah i don't think we have anything to cover just you know um the normal normal nencho stuff unless i'm forgetting because so- uh yeah last time we did the one piece we did like the character stuff uh, and i completely forgot that we also used to give like our favorite fights and we didn't do that for one piece like normally like in bleach and naruto we were like oh yeah these are our favorite fights uh but we didn't for one piece because we were busy with all the fucking characters because one piece has so many characters we had to make four lists of characters three or four because <laughs> there's so many and yeah, we um, we were a little rushed to finish that last episode because I had to too. run to go run an errand. Yeah, apparently the One Piece one was like thirty seconds shorter than the Naruto final one, so it was. If you didn't have to leave, that would have been our longest Nensho episode ever. Is um, so yeah, um, I didn't want a four-hour episode, but it happened anyway. God damn it! Hello and welcome to the Rave Podcast, where we rave about One Piece more. Literally anything that's not rave, right? <laughs> um, it's like we're like we're trying to avoid the elephant in the room, and the elephant is the reason you're in the room listening to podcasts. So yeah, let's let's actually talk about rave because it starts out like it's like it's almost like a JRPG where you got we got the the innocent protagonist who's like disconnected from the world, and then his town gets destroyed because of course it does. <laughs> Man, like, uh, right, uh, I the these first like thirty chapters were rough. Like I was not <laughs> having a good time. I was just bored. I told you to read, start your reading earlier. <laughs> I, I, I I was gonna do that, and then I just forgot. Like I just forgot about rave, and uh, so yes, next time I will be better. Um, Let's hope. Because that's the thing, the reading isn't going to get shorter, because I, I wanted to keep it fast, but that means reading a lot of chapters. Like, Rave as a whole is about, is like a little bit shorter than Hunter Hunter as a whole, and Hunter Hunter is still ongoing, so... 
Like, the, the Togashi stuff it will, it will be doing later is way shorter, so... Okay, well, part of that is also, you know, uh, Mashima just dropping two chapters on me that aren't actually chapters. <laughs> so, like, oh, I have two chapters to go. Oh, wait, here's an extra 70 pages of... Yeah, not... so it's t- it's technically 76 chapters of reading, which I did not warn Math was about. So she was trying to, like, oh, I'll catch up before the reading. And then, oh, no, you got gotta, gotta read 70 more pages. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. But yeah, the first the first arc kind of just try st- like it's disconnected from the re- it's on a, just a random island in the middle of nowhere. But it still like introduces all you know some the two main characters who will be recurring and some of the just general setting stuff. Uh, you know Haru, he's just a dumb kid, but his sister raised him, and he my sister taught me that is like a catchphrase of his because he keeps saying it. Um, yeah, basically a summary of Rave. Uh, Hi, my name is Haru, and I have a sister. And that's yes. the podcast. Thanks for tuning right. in. Um, and yeah, then there's also Demon Card, who are the antagonists of the series so far. They're bad guys that have dark blings, which I refuse to call them by what every other translation calls them, because, like, it's obviously, like, it, it started in the late 90s. It's supposed to be, like, a music punk kind of hip-hop thing. It's called Rave. Come on. Like, there's a bunch of music references, Musica, Symphonia. So it's, like, obviously supposed to be... It's magic jewelry. Of course it's going to be called Bling, right? Um, (laughs) So, I'm doing... Yeah, but... um, And then we find out some of the settings. Oh, yeah, there's a a dog that doesn't look like a dog at all. But sometimes he's called a bug. Like, okay, the humor. um, I get it. It's a series, you know, meant to be read by seven-year-olds. Um, I talked about this in One Piece, you know, One Piece has fart jokes. I don't like humor like that, um, that, you know, I'll, but I'll accept it because, you know, kids probably find it funny. I don't care, I'm an adult, I, you know, whatever. Like, I can, I can, and are there moments, I don't think there were any moments in this stretch of chapters that I found funny. Um, there have been moments in the rest of Mashima's stuff I, like, thought were. I have a top, I have a video called Top 5 Funniest Moments in Fairy Tale. Most of them aren't supposed to be funny, which is part of the joke, but there is one I legitimately find funny. Or did. I don't know if I'll still find it funny. But, um, so yeah, Mashima's humor does not work with me in the same way, uh, like, obviously One Piece's humor does, so sad <laughs> I, I had i had some moments that, that they were kind of like oh that's that's kind of funny like basically anything having to do with plue was kind of was kind of cute just because like Plu's he's okay, this yeah. <laughs> he's this weird not dog dog like even then like the narrative doesn't know what he is like supposedly right. well, is obsessed with this joke because it's or this gag because it's like yeah it's he's like i always get he's a snowman he's got a carrot nose he's white he's got a round head so he's like a snowman dog and then everyone's like what the fuck are you and like okay minor spoilers this never gets any sort of resolution whatsoever it's just an eternal mystery like what the fuck was mashima thinking when he came up with this joke well yeah because um, i know it said in the back of one of the the volumes that uh mashima was like oh i made this doodle in i don't know s- school some form of school and it, i don't know he just brought it back for his manga which is interesting yes i think it was also in magicians which was his first uh one shot that he sent out i think it did it wasn't his first one shot published because he, it's like he wrote it first and it got published like second out of two one shots i think um and yeah it also has plu and it also has a character with an eye tattoo who, uh, <laughs> like Sieg Hart, who's, he comes up later, 
Um, but he's uh, special in Mashima's sort of yeah, like, like mangography. The, the only thing I know about Mashima stories is that there, there's always a guy with an eye tattoo. And blue hair, which we you can't really see in the manga, but uh, it, yes. Um, cause, yeah, Actually, there was one I, I'm it. not sure why I gendered blue, because there is the one scene where it's like, what are you? When there's like the dancing, and it's like all the guys are dancing, and blue starts and then just stops out of nowhere, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, yep. Um, so anyway, we are... You know, we just get a, like, it feels like a story written by someone who hasn't written a story before. Like, this is obviously Mashima's first work. Like, there's a lot of just, like, random convenience of people happening to bump into each other. Like, what happens? Haru goes into the city and he meets Ellie, who's like, she's like, oh, she's this experiment uh, who was made to look like the princess and she has a super powerful, and he just, like, randomly bumps into her and it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> he does that a lot. And, you know, like, even the start, it's, it feels like, like I said, it feels very just typical fantasy, where, um, you know, just shit's, like, the town almost gets destroyed or whatever. So, yeah. Um, I will say I am glad how his art quickly improves. Like, honestly, I'd say Late Rave is probably my favorite art of his, like, period. Like, but Early Rave is kind of rough. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think early on I was making, uh... I was talking to some people and I was like making comparisons to zo- someone had said, how do I feel about rave so far? And I was like, Oh, I like it about as much as zombie powder, which is to say <laughs> I wasn't enjoying it very much. Like not. Yeah. I mean, like it's definitely like it, it got, it got better as it, as it, if, as Mashima seemed to kind of figure out what sort of story he was trying to tell. Um, mm-hmm. But like in terms of like the, like the, the rougher art, uh, that that felt very zombie powder, like, because obviously, like it's the first work, and that's what zombie right. powder was for Kubo. It was kind of the the precursor to Bleach, and so here with Rave, you know, you can see things getting better as he goes along. Um, I yeah. I didn't know what the heck was going on for these <laughs> these earlier chapters. I'm like, okay, there are these characters, they're moving around. Here are yeah, these there, plot there, things. Um, yes, but the like, rave stones and the the dark bring the blings and the the demon card and all the everything's happening and there's a bunch of dudes and they keeps introducing characters like Shuda. He he's kind of a big deal. He's like a boss dude of demon card. Um, and then there's like prophecies and oh, the rave chose you and he's got to go save the world. Um, yeah. No, I- yeah, the, the, these early arcs, I guess you could call them, these, they, they don't last all that long. So, like, things would start, and then they'd end pretty quickly. I, I, I don't know. It, there wasn't a whole lot to really get invested in at first, because it was just a lot of, you know, arcs would resolve in maybe ten, ten chapters, if that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does the, the thing I've talked about with Bleach. Like, it also happened in Bleach and One Piece, where the first arcs are just really short, and then they get longer as it goes on. I forget exactly... Uh, Rave is kind of... Like, I forget exactly how much longer the arcs are later on are, but it, it generally, it's generally similar. So it's like so expect bigger chunks of story as we keep going forward, um, and fewer shorter arcs. So yeah. Bleach would be a good comparison, because it Bleach had that kind of opening stretch. Uh, where it was just kind of the wacky shenanigans. And maybe I just gelled with Kubo's humor better. Maybe I just liked Kubo's art better, the characters better. I don't know what it was, but I don't know. I, w- I was okay with the opening art, like with the opening stretch of Bleach. Um, but yeah, I've already said it. Like this, the first 30 chapters of So of Rave were just really dull and boring and uninteresting. I wasn't, I wasn't invested. I didn't know what was going on, what the <laughs> point was. It's just like, here are these arcs that are happening. Conflicts. 
but yep, uh, Haru fights off the demon card guys. He, you know, he's talking with the old man who was previously the rave master. Um, we get some backstory because his fa- okay, this is impor- uh, um, important outside, like for for later, because um, I didn't know about this at first because it was actually in Cartoon Cipher's video why why I love Fairy Tale, why one of the two really still likes it, and um, Mashima himself, like his dad, died when he was really young. Mashima does not have, did not grow up not having a father, and that shows up in his work a lot. It, like even in Rave, like Haru's dad is gone, and um, he does meet him later in this stretch of chapters. But um, yeah, it, and it's all, but it's also kind of important to like. Uh, I mean, that's that's a thing with shonen in general. Like you know, go, like it, um, like I just as I was saying that I remembered. Um, shit, we're just reading Hunter Hunter already. He's on an island. His dad is gone. <laughs> no, that's not true. But uh, though that one thing is kind of similar now I think about it. But um, but yeah, um, Haru is initially you know he doesn't want he, he it's it's the hero's journey. He refuses the call. You know it's just um, and but then Plu is gonna he doesn't he's gonna try and uh you know do it anyway because he's the connected to the rave and then Haru goes. So yeah, um, but he Haru promises to come back and adventure. Yeah, um. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, then they get into a short arc where there's like a fucking dog racing thing, and Blue gets involved, of course, because he's kind of a dog. And this is when Haru meets Ellie, who's important. Um, I don't know, she's kind of cute sometimes, I guess. Oh, fucking Christ, I'm looking at the- I'm actually reading the- Let's talk about the translation! Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the translation does not age well. Like, I'm looking to the- the, the this antagonist in the arc and he's like welcome to my smoke his house and I'm like uh uh it hurts <laughs> like they kept doing this kind of like this 90s like radical sick dude bro kind of shit and it's painful <laughs> how did you think about or what did you think about it Matthews okay sorry I kind of I kind of muted for a second because I had someone being really loud in the other room oh okay sorry um, okay so yeah what did you think about the translation it was <sighs> No, <laughs> you're insane in the membrane, Mister. <laughs> There's a, a character is always saying like, "What the deuce? Um, what's the haps?" They're like, oh god, there are so many. And ah, oh, this translation, this translation. You're right. It does not. It does not age well. Uh, yeah, I think my favorite is like. Uh, I think um, Deerhound, the the one of the fl- blue guardians. He was like, Haru, are you ready to accept your destiny? Is like, totally. yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the, it was a mistake. Cause like again, it's aimed. At, I think the translation was expecting to try and grab a younger audience. It even though like. Especially at the time, I think anime. Well, no, there was there would have been Dragon Ball and Naruto, or Dragon Ball around that time. Probably po- maybe Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Not quite Naruto yet. That was a couple years later. Um, well, actually, um, when was the first volume? No, yeah, the fir- the second volume was released in two thousand three. So yeah, a little bit before Naruto. Um, so yeah, would I guess there would have been a notable young uh, fan base coming, but I don't know if uh, how many of them like because Rave. I, uh, I forgot, because, yeah, not only did I reread Rave, or did I, am I rereading Rave now, rather, but I had actually seen some of the anime, um, like, years ago when it was airing on Toonami, uh, because the English, um, opening, I don't know if I'm gonna, I, if I used it for this, the opening of this podcast or not, it's no, it's no pirate rap, okay, but it's still, like, <laughs> it's, 
I swear to God, I never re-listened re to it until, like, I must have heard it at least once while reading Rave last time, because it's, like, I've had it stuck in my head, like, not stuck in my head for years, but, like, sometimes I'll just start thinking about it, and I'll be like, yep, there it is, stuck in my head again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I have seen, because I remember seeing, like, the Sieg uh, stuff and Reyna with where they were trying to kill Lucy, or Ellie. God damn it, I'm mixing up with the fairy tale character, we're not even the one I call oh, Lucy. Oh, no. <laughs> and I remember seeing stuff from the last, uh, Arc, from the last arc we read, the Tower of Din, because the, like the two clashing winds, who were the two gales. Um, so like I remember, I remember seeing some of that stuff an in the anime the English dub. Um, but I, you know, so I, I forgot I did have some old. But um, anyway, but yeah, this translation is it's like they're trying to sound cool to to appeal to the younger the the younger audiences of the time, I guess. And uh, <laughs> we are not young. We are no longer in that time. Yeah, I wasn't. I I, I had talked to you about this in, in the Discord, but I was I was confused. It's like, is this is this a Mashima ism, or is it just the translation, or is it a mix of both? Ugh. I'm See, pretty this confident is the, it's just the translation. Yeah. yeah, this is the first um, manga we're reading for the podcast that uh, wasn't licensed by Viz. I guess it's also the first manga that wasn't published in Weekly Shonen Jump that we're covering. It's a different true. Shonen magazine. Um, so that that's... is actually a pretty, you're right. I mean, it's still, you know, same time period. You know, it started two years after One Piece. Um, so it was running at the same time as Bleach. Nar like, it ended earlier. That's that's a big, that's like the cl the biggest difference from the, the big three, like, as far as, like, magazine and such, or aside from being in a different magazine. So, um, is that it ended or It's shorter. It's like half the length of Naruto, which was, and Bleach, which were the other two short ones. So, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is just, this is because fairy tales dialogue was nothing like this. It was much more normal. <laughs> See, and according to the Wikipedia page I looked up, um, apparently Rave was licensed by, uh, like, what is it? The first 32 volumes are licensed by one company, and then the license expired oh. before they finished. So then the last two were picked up. Or the last two or three or whatever were picked up by someone else. The last three. I didn't. I didn't know that. I'm actually curious as to how noticeable it will be when we get to our last uh, chapter or stretch of reading, huh? Because oh, because oh, that's another thing. When I read the manga, the official release had not was not available online in its entirety. Like this stuff, I definitely remember the early stuff. But later on, it's fan translations with really low bad uh, scan quality translation. Like if you look at what, go watch my video. There's like parts. Where you could tell the scans are really bad. Like, I think there's one uh, page I used where I actually had to, like, try and Photoshop it together. Because it's like a two-page spread where Haru's got a sword. And the sword goes across two pages. The scan quality is so bad that, like, the, the page break is really fucked up. And it, and the so the sword is really... F it's still fucked up, even though I Photoshopped it to try and make it look better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, the current release is probably better about that part. Um, it, that, that had actually been uploaded by, when I was doing the episode of the Tirade, but I didn't know about it because uh, I already had it downloaded, the, the bad fan translation, so, uh, we won't have to deal with that, luckily. Um. Oh, man, but, yeah, yeah, I guess to get all the, tra I mean, I'm not gonna be able to get all the translation goofs out of my system, because they're gonna keep coming up, but... It, it gets even weirder later on, because, like, you'll get the serious fights that happen, and that, like, the, the bantery uh, slang <laughs> stuff, like, goes away. And so then when it comes back during the in-between stuff, it's like, oh my god, I forgot about this, and it's just, like, all the more jarring. Uh, yeah, I think the worst for me was probably Sh uh, Schneider, I think, with this fucking German accent. 
And it was just, I was just like, oh god, why? Make it stop. <laughs> that was probably the worst for me. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Haru, uh, there's, they, they stop the evil, um, guys who are exploiting people for money. Like, they, they, you can't leave the town unless you pay money, so everyone's trying to be sneaky and grubby and steely, and uh, they beat, they beat him up, and it's all good. Um, uh, God, I'm reading the fucking dialogue. It's a mistake. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, sending... Like, like he beats up the dog racer guy, and he's like, I'm sending you to the pound! <laughs> After calling him dog, of course, and it's just like... Uh, See, at first, I thought some of the slang was like... Uh, because they were in the hip-hop town or whatever, so I was like, okay, maybe that's yeah. what they're going for, but it just keeps coming back. It keeps it coming stops. back. It never stops. It never stops. <laughs> oh god also one thing i forgot to mention i think this was in like the opening chapter uh that i just forgot to i forgot to bring up earlier but i like the the opening page or whatever where it's like ah the war is over maybe now there can finally be peace oh no and it's just like framed <laughs> as like a very meme thing that, uh, i love that too yes i wrote it down in my notes like the war is over oh no boom <laughs> <laughs> it's just like <laughs> just uh, i guess it's it's timing that seems comedic even though it's not supposed to be um yeah because that's another thing it's like mashima like he's still getting his feel for the mood of his thing yet so it's like he does shit like that but there's times like where it's he's trying like you can see when he's like focusing or when he's managing to succeed a little bit like even in like the first chapter like there's one particular part where he's like trying to punch the one guy with the the demon card dude and, like, it, like the first part looks like he, Haru's, like, really stiff as he's, like, going to punch the guy, and the guy has a stupid expression because Haru just hit him in the last page. But then, the, like, the, page, the spread after that, there were, when Mashima uses shading, like, it really, it, it makes the art better. Like, that one page, like, maybe he just spent more time on that page, I don't know. But that one page of him actually punching the dude looks better because it's got, like, the explosion and the sh- there's shading on Haru's face from the lighting. Like, it, it looks cooler. Um, well, so it's clearly like he's moment. just not putting in the effort normally. <laughs> I mean, when he tries, he can make a good pan. God, I hate people who do that. Yeah, here. no, it's like, yeah. See, I'm like, I'm not gonna assume I know exactly how he drew every because the clearly, manga it must workload be laziness. You know, <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, like- the manga, the manga workload is really rough, and this is his first serialization. He has it. Like, see now, like modern Mashma. He's productive as fuck. Like, he's, like, um, I think the first two or three chapters of Eden Zero is, like, a whole volume. Like, so the first chapter being 70 pages, like, that makes sense. It's the first chapter. The second page was... Fifth, the second chapter was 50 pages, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? How did you do that? Well, I mean, that, that happened with Rave, too. Like, the first volume was four okay. chapters. So yeah, that, yeah, that exactly, didn't help but, um... either, trying to get into it. I was like, I need these chapter breaks. <laughs> I need to breathe. And they weren't there. Yeah, so, um, like, honestly, Mashima's work ethic is very insane. And, um, but I think... Would you say him... it's insane in the membrane, yo? Motherfucker. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> uh, but I was going to Well, because I was going to say, because you can... Um, there's especially a moment later... Where you can tell that Mashima is struggling with the weekly, uh, thing. Um, and I think the reason for that is the Jigglebutt gang, who are basically the epitome of the, uh, jokes aimed at children that just make me want to die. <laughs> Cause, like, there's, the joke is that they have big butts, and they are always shaking them around, and they're also thieves. 
uh, this is not the only time they will be appearing in the manga. No, I figure not. He even said in the afterward, he's like, oh, these are characters I'd like to come back at other stories. I'm like, oh, there they are. <laughs> They're going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, see, fun yeah, fact like the, for... Oh, go on. You know, the, the jiggle butt part, that's not my type of humor either. But the, the I don't know. Some of the shenanigans they got into were funny enough. Some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. Some of them were... Okay. All right. That's Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was a bunch of goofy antics. Um, like, I don't know, see, for me, I've already read it before, so, like, I don't know, I, I, mostly for me, it was like, oh, there's actually a conflict here, like, there's, uh, like, one or two moments where I'm like, oh, look, themes, I like themes, give me more of those, um, cause, see, like, that's a thing, I think some people might not, I, I think I talked about this before, but it's like, all stories have themes, if there's a conflict, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have, like, a consistent or meaningful message, or any, but that, like, like a theme, a thematic concept is just an idea. Like if there's a character with a sword, then okay, it's pro- like war, conflict, battle. Like there, there's a bunch of themes. Like what, does the story say anything meaningful about it? Probably not. Um, you know, so. But there was a couple of, like I, I with the the whole arc with the gambling thing that um, you know money, influence, um, power, uh, stuff like that. Like, but okay, all they do is just beat him up, you know. So because strength is actual power. So again, no major message, but it's it's like it's it's not like it's not there. Um, so yeah, um, and then there's stuff I'm not I'm missing because again, people on my server are liking it more than I am. And one um, person might even make a video if uh, depending on how the series goes from here. So yeah. Um, but anyway, so moving on, Haru needs to fix his sword because it's broken, and he, he tries to find the blacksmith Musica. Uh, there's more than one Musica because, of course, there is. Uh, there's like the old blacksmith, and then there's the the young blacksmith who is ends up join. He's 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 he's, he's he joins the crew. He he's the third straw hat. <laughs> I'm kind of brave, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's a whole thing with them. They have a backstory that they like. I don't know. It's kind of weird how it gets handled. Because it's like they kind of know about about each other, but they also don't like totally address each other. I forget if I wrote anything down about that. Um, oh yeah, but there's also a uh, Lance, the the dude who got forced old man Musica to make him a sword, and but he's evil. He's using the sword for bad things, and that fucked old man Musica up. He's all drunk and stuff because he made a sword and it's being used for bad, I guess. Um, but Haru inspires him to make a new sword. Um, did you have any thoughts on this arc at all? <laughs> Or anything? Uh, one <laughs> thing I like that Mashima does um, is uh, maybe it's one of his like goofy things. But uh, when he, he'll do his like day to night transitions, and he has the little the little <laughs> cartoon sun and moon where they're like yes. talking to each other, and here's one where the moon is like taking a smoke break or whatever, and it's like, hey, it's time for your shift. Like, it's yes, night. that is pretty cute. And he's only done that in rave, to my knowledge. But it's it's definitely something I've never seen, but like quite before. Like it's just a goofy little whimsical thing. Um, so, and, and yeah, that, I I did know, take note of that both reading and rereading because it, it's just an interesting way to transition, you know, the scenes or it's it's because it, it, it's it's silly and this is a silly manga, so yeah. Um, but yeah, there was like one line in this arc where I think Old Man Musica mentioned like a sword has to have a strong core or um, who said that? Um, someone did, and like like Haru, he's stubborn. He, he's his core is never gonna break. Where old man Musica fucked up and he gave up because his core was weaker, but he, he got it stronger again. And Lance is just a piece of shit. He's like, he even like, he even uses like illusions because, um, 
you know, he's just he's just a fake bitch. Like, and because he keeps like, like later on, he's like, oh, I surrender, but then not really. Like, he reminds me of Krieg actually, um, in a in a, in a way, brief like some for for shit like that. Um, I don't okay, know. so yeah, like he he lies and he uses illusions because you know his, his yeah, core is more malleable. It's weaker, I guess. Right, right. He, he yes, he's yeah. That's kind of kind of what I'm getting at. Like, um. Which is honestly like that, and um, one later moment is like probably one of the only times I can remember of Mosh the abilities actually like mattering for like any kind of like conflict thematically like that. Because Mashma usually doesn't do that, or is at least thinking back to Fairy Tale, like there's only one moment I can think of off the top of my head. And maybe when I reread, because with Fairy Tale, I'm honestly more invested in it because like because it's so p- deeply personal to me because I liked it, and then I realized it was bad, and <laughs> the pain, the betrayal. <laughs> I've never been able to, I've never been able to recover. So <laughs> Rave doesn't have that sort of like draw with me. So it's just it's just another thing Mashma did that's also kind of long and you know it's it's obviously done by the same author cuz there's similarities but yeah um but yeah they fight uh Plu helps out somehow with the chain thing and Haru beats them. I did like the part uh before like sometime in 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 the build up for the the conflict thing uh where ellie is like taken hostage and she's like she's just bored just kind of standing there she's like ask if you wanted to play shiritori why are you ignoring me and he's just like he's Uh, pissed off and he's like got his head on his sword and he's like shut up it's great she she's good and yeah um oh yeah that's right one of the things i was gonna say about ellie uh that all like there were many things that made the early stretch not super interesting and oh introducing a character with memory loss um like i get the trope it can it can like i'm not even saying it's used poorly here but when you introduce a character that has no memory uh, they tend to be pretty bland at least until they get their memory they don't don't, yeah because it's like they don't know how to act because they don't have their memory but ellie at least like she's a goofball she's a dummy she has some kind of personality you know, so at least she's got that. Because, yeah, the memory loss, it's like, because I think I've talked, and there's also a brainwashing of it later in the, the Thunder Dancers arc or whatever it's called. Um, or, I don't maybe I'm mixing up things, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, and, like, so it's like, and the issue with that stuff is obviously, like, it sort of, like, muddle, like, like, Ellie, like, we don't know what her actual character is like if she has amnesia. She could be anyone. And that, you know, makes it ri- potentially risks, like, uh, removing meaning like you know what is the point of this character if she just gets overwritten later when she gets memories back obviously we don't know how that's going to go yet you know but there's a there's a threat there with memory loss of like that, that kind of stuff you know what if this characterization is just undone you know we, we don't know how it's going to work out and brainwashing is kind of the same thing like these brain controlled characters like this this character does not matter so much because it's not who that character actually is uh, but we'll talk about that later so yeah, he's just like he's using common story elements that I'm personally not a fan of because they're easy to to muck up, and I don't think the brainwashing thing was done notably well. So like I said, we'll talk. Not that it was done really poorly either, but we'll, again, we'll talk about that later. I can't even um, think of what the brainwashing thing was. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, it's the the dark blings. It's mentioned exactly once that they made the two guys evil, and once oh, the dark blings I, were broken, not how they were not evil. I interpreted evil. it. Um... Okay. Because I, I did want to bring that up. Um, okay, well, then we'll talk about it later. Or, or if, Well, I guess you can get out of your way now before you forget. Well, I was going to say, it, it happens in this stretch with this guy is where it's brought up. Um, and, like, I, I kind of... Cause I forget what the exact quote was. I don't have it 
Uh, oh, wait, yes, I do have Maybe it. I forgot uh, something. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it was the Dark Brain. Yeah, the Dark Brain corrupts whoever it touches. Uh, so, I don't know. With this guy in particular, for him to be the one for that... For Lance or the Thunder guy? Lance. Um, L- Lance is a sword guy. Illusion sword guy. Oh, wait, do they... Oh, okay, that's right. They don't bring up the quote until thunder guy okay but with that's okay, okay so it wasn't brought up with lance never mind but for it to happen like right after lance who before he even got the dark bring murdered a guy's family who like gave him a sword <laughs> so like he was always kind of a piece of shit yeah yeah um you know i it's fine with like being being applied uh for future stuff because that kind of comes back later sort of like i could see how that applies to the the main guy who just in, in who will cover at the end of the podcast um yes but yeah it i feel like i'm not i don't want to like make judgments because i don't know maybe i'm assuming things of mashima that i don't know but it didn't seem like he fully had a grasp of what he was trying to do early on this seems like one example where like here's a guy who murdered an entire family but oh it was the dark bring that made him more evil than murdering yeah people um, i don't know because, yeah, that, well, that's my thing with it. Because, like, with the Thunder... Maybe I'm misremembering something from later, but I'm pretty sure the, the Thunder guy and the, the girl are the only characters in the entire manga who are said to have been corrupted by the Dark Bling and made, like, eviler. Or or at least evil to the point where they were good before. I Like, maybe like maybe there's some other characters where you can interpret with that. Because, like, obviously, you know, Shuda, we, he got a whole arc, and um, he showed up in the last arc for, like, a page. Um... He looked different, so I'm not... I actually... <laughs> I didn't know when... I guess when I saw him, I was just, like, going through, like, when I first read the series. Because I didn't recognize him as the Shuda until rereading it. I'm like, oh, that's Shuda. Because <laughs> he's still in late... He's He comes back after this stretch of chapters. Cause, which is not a spoiler, because it's like, we already saw him in this stretch of chapters again after he, quote-unquote, died. Because um, that's a Mashmaism. Um, characters die, but not really. <laughs> Now, that said, Brave does has have his highest body count, so throwing that, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I was um, gonna say when I when I, when I saw him come back, I was I pretty immediately recognized like, oh hey, that that's Shuda, isn't it? Okay, that's good. I, I was past me was just retarded. Gotcha. It's good to know. <laughs> um, I don't, like I said, I, I missed some. I'm trying to remember one of the things that I just like. Oh, that's the thing I missed. The Empire. They mention it like twice. This tragic chapter chapters. Ugh, why couldn't I say that? And but later, like later on, they introduce the more like. Um, strongly, and I legit thought it came out of nowhere. I'm like, wow, this would have been better to mention in the previous, like, ten volumes. <laughs> but it was. It was. Like, twice. And then another thing is, um, Music has mentioned that he's looking for a ship, or something like that. Or he's he's looking for something. That comes up later. Like, I'm just... And all this stuff I assumed came out of nowhere, because it's like, oh, it's Machima's first work. He's just writing off the seat of his pants. He doesn't plan anything. Like, because I was looking for that, that's what I saw. Even though, like, rereading it, it's like, like, yeah, he's planned more shit than I fucking... And there's one thing in particular that's really weird. I'm not gonna... I'm gonna do my best not to allude to it. Um, because it's a, it's a pretty big twist. Or reveal, or... It, it's a it's pretty major thing. That he's already foreshadowed. And, uh... But it, even knowing that, like, how... Uh, an aspect of how he handled it is really weird. Um, so yeah. That, that'll come up later. Um... But yeah, I forget what we were talking oh, about. Oh, I wonder. Um, was it the promise between Haru and uh, uh, Ellie? No, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't need oh, yeah, an answer oh. to that. 
Right. Well, that that was the thing that happened this chapter after that, because like uh, he wants to help her with their memories. So yeah. Uh, well, f- I mean, which is also kind of weird, like the, the experiment thing, and but maybe she wasn't. I think there was some of that too with uh, yeah, seeing talking about it with after the fact. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Or maybe no, maybe I don't know. I forget. It's all weird. It's all weird. But anyway, so yeah, they fight. They finish Lance. Um, they talk with me. The uh, Haru talks with the Musicas after the fact because he's um. And then, oh no, Musica isn't uh, a, a part of the one of the Musicas, but then he is. <laughs> he just put it on the wrong arm, uh, or he has it on the other arm that he should. Um. I mean, there has been th- this stretch of chapters did, I guess, introduce the, sort of the the core of Haru's personality that oh he doesn't you know he doesn't want peace if it comes with a sacrifice, and so yes. an old guy is I did like I did to like sacrifice that himself line. Yeah, where... with with Lance. And Haru is just like, no, I'm not going to kill you. And he just like jumps over his back and destroys the dark, dark bling, bring whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> I, I got her. I got her saying it. I win. <laughs> um, now you're saying bling too. But yeah, no, that I do like that aspect of his character where, you know, he does he doesn't want to sacrifice anything, you know, and like, and that's an interesting like stance is, you know, even if it's peace, like if it's, if it's not a worthwhile peace, if someone had to die for it. So, um, yeah, I forget exactly how that's challenged in later arcs, aside from one moment that frustrated me that I don't know if it will still frustrate me. Because, <laughs> uh, eh, but yeah, um, but yeah, the, the younger Musica does not, uh, he, you know, he, he's like, oh, I'm not part of this uh, family, but no, he is, and he, he just doesn't want to, to uh, he doesn't want to deal with that, I guess. He Like, he doesn't want to um, deal with his past right now. He's just kind of doing his own thing, got his own shit to do, I suppose. Um and then they move on, and we find the first major plot hole. <laughs> so there's like a whole ch- goofy chapter where Plu is like shriveled up, and it turns out it was just the water that did that. But wait a minute! In chapter one, Haru fishes Plu out of the ocean, and he's not waterlogged at all. Mashima. <laughs> oh no! Zero out of ten. <laughs> Mashima. <laughs> I just thought about that, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny that that's the plot hole I noticed. Um, I don't know that oh, chapter we... was felt kind of weird in general because uh, like they were all of a sudden like mad at each other. They were having like the the lovers oh, yeah, that... quarrel. I don't I don't know why where that came from. Ellie was I mean like it's... she was just being like super obnoxious and shit, and then like man, why is Haru being a jerk? And I'm like are, are, Haru's being he's are, are, really. I don't. I'm not sure if that's how I see it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he was being kind of dumb too. Like Maybe. I feel like they were They're both, both acting kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> they are both dumb. Um. I mean, I think I when I was first reading it, I think I misunderstood Ellie's character a bit because I I I don't know. It hadn't clicked with me immediately that like oh she just she she is kind of dumb like that that's just <laughs> she I don't know she will do weird things and silly things I don't know. Yeah, see, and I, I, t- I personally have noticed, like, I, t- I sometimes like dumb g- characters in general, like, I mean, Luffy, uh, but also, I, I don't know, maybe I noticed it with female, female characters in particular, because, I don't know, maybe they're not as dumb common, like, like, again, especially thinking of a One Piece, it's like, um, like, or hell, even, like, Naruto and Bleach, like, looking at the big three, the, the women are the smarter, like, straight men to the idiot guys, usually, um, or, like, Rukia to, I mean, Rukia's goofy too, so Bleach is probably the less strong example, but, like, Sakura to Naruto, or Nami to everyone. <laughs> um, so here you have Ellie being the dumber one, so that's nice. And uh, also, I'm thinking of Konosuba too, because Aqua's a big dumb idiot, and she's great. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if you've seen Kono- Konosuba, but yes, yeah. Yes, I have. Um, I've seen the okay, two seasons. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah. Also, we this we get introduced to Griff, who is like an exposition machine and a main character. Yeah, like, I, d- he- I was surprised Griff stuck around. I was like, okay, he's their escort for this this, this arc, uh, and then he'll be nope. gone. And then he just <laughs> nope. sticks around. And the he's, horse he's, does too, I think. I don't know. I forget about the horse, but Griff he's he's a he's a main character now. <laughs> I know so I don't like, get why? it. And this I like how character. I like how Mashima even said in again, like one of the afterwards, he's like, Oh, I was gonna give Griff a fight with this one pervert guy, but uh I, I just I, I didn't do that. I like I that that got scrapped. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, he, he was gonna um, be like a character. <laughs> Yep. With his own um, conflicts and everything. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe that would have been more interesting than having him stick around and do, like, literally nothing. <laughs> no, that's not true. He drops exposition math was He's incredibly important. He's integral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. All oh, right. um, um well, I guess one thing I was going to talk about with Ellie that I, that I just kind of forgot about, um, that maybe also partially contributed to my, like, misunderstanding of her character is, and again, I kind of had this with Haru's sister at first, too. Because when he was so obsessed about, like, oh, you know, my sister taught me this. And, you know, when she, like, beat him up in the first chapter or whatever, I was like, oh, is she, like, a tougher older sister character? That was not the case at all, um, which is fine. Um, and then, like, with with Ellie, again, like, when she first showed up, uh, she's like, oh, she's dangerous. She, when she gets when she gets mad, she, she blows things up. And then she didn't do a whole lot of that for most of the stretch <laughs> of chapters. So I was like, okay. Um, yeah, see, uh, okay, this is definitely Mashmaism, where he introduces a girl as, like, a tough fighter, and then they don't do anything. Because, <laughs> yeah, Ellie doesn't, I, like, I, she's I, she's got to get moments later that I'm not thinking of. But overall, it's it's the dudes who do all the all the heavy lifting she, when it comes to the fighting. She did get a couple moments, not not a lot, but she she got some. She got to do some yeah. stuff. And, you know, like, I don't even think that a character, like, even in an action manga, that a character necessarily... Has, needs like, to, no no of course yeah like, I, I hate that too but i feel um, like their role in the action is kind of important with it being an action heavy manga which is kind of well, why but, like in one piece i would say like as, oh if yeah, nami I, and robin aren't getting fights you know they are main characters so usually like main characters get fights so it can be a little weird um yeah but like if there are other ways to integrate characters whether male female whatever um that don't involve fights yeah. but like still keeping them relevant like it's, yeah, it's and at fine. least Ellie's like majorly plot important, so she's got that going for her, you know. So we're compared to, to to Sakura, who she has her moments, but um, she obviously falls to the wayside, even though she's supposed to be like the equal to Naruto and Sa- Sasuke. Yeah, so, she doesn't really she, get a whole not... lot to do in terms of fights yeah. or just general plot things. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah. But anyway, so moving on to the the thunder arc. You got there's the rain. It's always been raining, and it's sad, and the kid's sad. Um, got got a kind of cycle of hatred thing, got, or he's like mad because uh, he's <laughs> everything sucks. Um, oh yeah, and Ellie has a fear of thunder because she got uh, attacked by some guy who made her fear thunder, and they, it's implied that it might be this guy. Yeah, um, that briefly. was that was a bit of an that was a somewhat interesting bait and switch. Like the way it was set up, and maybe I'm just conditioned by One Piece now that like <laughs> oh things are gonna be I don't know like that has curbed my expectations. But 
uh, when she like ran off to do her own thing. I'm like, cool, here's going to be the arc where we learn about Ellie and it's going to be super serious and we have this rain plot and it's going to be, and instead it was just like goofy hijinks and it's like, yeah, oh, wrong it, guy. Uh, so it was just kind of- It was kinda... serious for like, like a, one flashback of her getting like tortured to near death by a dude, a mysterious lightning dude with an eye tattoo who's totally <laughs> not Masha's <laughs> favorite character that he's ever written or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that like that part's serious, you know. And but then when it actually does get to the fighting, it, it's goofy again. Um, I mean, it, it was fine. I think it were. I think it was fine. Like yeah, no, I can't no, imagine yeah, no. this being a more serious conflict. But it was like I said, it was an interesting bait and switch. Yeah, there's definitely more serious stuff. Like especially later on this, even this stretch of chapters. But you know, for the start especially, it's generally goofy. So, but yeah, we get into this, this dude. He's a uh, Go, I, I, for, I literally forgot his name. I don't remember names for all these villains. There's so many characters, and uh, I, I don't. I'm not inv- as invested, so I'm not gonna remember everyone. Obviously. Um, yeah, I feel um, like not even just with the supporting characters or the villains who show up. Like even with like the the main characters, like we get introduced to. I've already forgotten his name, but the old dude who was, like, the first rave master... Shiba. Shiba. Yeah. So, most of them are named after dogs, I think, because Shiba Inu is a, is a type of dog that... A deer hound, um, Spaniel was one of them, I think. So they're, they're all, like, dogs. <laughs> and, of course, oh, except for the one who's, like, an eagle, I think. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she's a dog, too. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, Shiba is the first, the first rape master and Haru is the second. Yes. Yeah. Cause we got um, introduced to him and then he was around for about five chapters and then got left behind. Uh, and then, uh, like we, we were introduced to Musica and he was there for the arc, um, didn't do a whole lot. And then he disappeared and then came back later and became a main character. Again, it's just yeah, uh, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> a little, little thrown off by the structure. Um, speaking of structure though, one thing I do think is kind of. I don't know if it's if it's good or bad, cool or or not. Um, but like, I I mean, I think it's kind of interesting how uh, sometimes like the chapters just bleed into each other. Like even the chapter cover will be uh, like progressing the action. So sometimes like it would just bleed into another chapter. And I'm like, whoa, where was the transition there? Where like Shonen Jump particular, um, like each chapter has to end on a cliffhanger. It's got to hook them yeah, for next that- time. Huh. Whereas that wasn't really I, happening I with Rave Master. Like I was like, oh, the, the chapter ended. There was no big hook. For, okay. And then it was that's, some... that's actually a good observation because, um, or, or go on, finish your thought. Or... Well, yeah, sometimes the, so... the, the, the chapter cover, instead of being like an illustration, it's just like a cool drawing. It would be like ac- an actual event that like, you know, the scene is moving through the, the cover chapter into the, the next, or not the cover page is what I mean, and into the next chapter. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm looking at one of the ones I'm assuming you're talking about where the Rosa, she's, like, forcing Haru to dance and Ellie's, like, she's not being affected for some reason and she's, like, and then, but the cover page, it, the chapter just ends where, um, and then, like, like you said, there, there's no real chapter ending bit and then it's, the, the cover page of the next chapter is uh, Ellie just saying, ah, I'm not fighting. And then Rosa gets mad and pulls out a, a knife slash gun uh, knives okay I, I wasn't sure it looks like oh it's got a tr- maybe it is a gun i don't know i don't know <laughs> but yeah like in in the <laughs> volumes it, it's interesting because it just flows um i don't know yeah. how that would be reading weekly uh but that's not i guess important for us because we're oh, not reading weekly you know, here's how it, how because how it works weekly because i've seen these in the weekly releases for fairy tale there's usually the like chapter page will have a big like narration block of text that will be explaining what's going on so if you're reading if you're not 
caught up, you could just reread that. Like, fan translations would just cut it out and not cut out the text and just leave the empty box because they expect, I guess they they don't want to translate it and they expect everyone to be following on. So wait, there's just a page with an empty box? No, no, no. There's like a a panel with a a narration box that has, no, and it's not even the whole panel. Like, there's just a narration box in that panel that has a quick summary of what's going on. So these chapters, like this cover page I'm looking at, probably had a box like that. Or if it didn't, maybe like they they added that box later. Mashma had um, you know, they had him at it later because people were getting confused because they'd go into this chapter and what the fuck's going on, you know. So just speculating on why how it might have been based on what I know because because yeah, it's funny that you bring up the chapter ending things because we just read One Piece specifically the arc that had the bad end musical, which was uh probably One Piece's most infamous you know chapter ending. Like hey, look, we gotta be super impactful because <laughs> it, it was a Kishimoto fake out as we've kind of seen. But yeah, this, um, because it's not jump because it's not as competitive in regards to, you know, getting the, the chapter ratings and getting people invested in the series and voting. Um, I get, I mean, not to say like uh, things that series and other magazines do get canceled when they don't do well. I don't particularly know how they rate them because not as many magazines are as studied as jump. And this is a different. This is what magazine is it? I'm terrible with. Uh, I magazines. believe it was just Weekly Shonen Magazine. Weekly Shonen Magazine. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, that it's a uh, and yeah, it is different. So yeah, that that is a good observation. Um, especially coming off of One Piece, like I said. So yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some fighting. Ellie kind of does some things. She's she's. I forget. Yeah, you're right. She does do some things. She's cool. Um, yeah. Th- this one was again like kind of structured weird. Like the who would seemingly be the main boss gets like taken out before the fighting even begins and horror is distracted. So it's like, Oh, okay. Ellie gets to fight this girl. And it's like, okay, right. I guess and that's then... the end of the conflict. Oh no, wait, the guy's back up and okay. Now we're going to do the boss fight. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's it, yeah, it, it's that's, yeah, that's kind of neat. Cause it, it does the same kind of like the, the secondary characters beat the secondary antagonist first and then the main character beats the main antagonist, so it kind of does that. Yeah, it's it's just it's just an, like unexpected. Unexpected. It here's what it's doing: where One Piece would knock Luffy out of the fighting, Mashima knocked his villain out of the fighting. That's huh? I hadn't thought about it like that. Because <laughs> yeah, that's normal. It's it, it's inversed from what you might see in One Piece, I suppose. Um. So, but probably I guess that's because it's a more comedic antagonist. He's able to like undercut him by making him look weaker. And but still have him like get back up and be this like you know fighting threat thing like not a major threat like I think Lance was probably like I don't Lance wasn't undercut you know he was supposed to be this more imposing threat whereas Go is kind of a doofus so you know even though yeah yeah so huh I, yeah that's that's interesting um, how differently they're presented so yeah I'm um, not sure what the theme for this arc was like what the idea was because the the one the the villain girl was like something about relying on men or whatever. Like she said a thing to Ellie mm-hmm. and, then, and then, yeah, but then they kind of both like, it just ends up being the men fighting again. And earlier there was like, Oh, there my, does Mashma hate capitalism because it's like, Oh, the, their movie production is uh, causing trouble for the locals or something. Um, and then like, there's a kid who's like, yeah, it's pr- kind of messy, I guess. Like Comrade there's Mashima. some more, <laughs> There, there are some more cohesive uh, um, ideas of it later. I would say um, there's at least one that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I, I, I don't know. The, the 
the the resolution to the, I mean like the Ellie fight I guess was kind of goofy so maybe it wasn't supposed to be taken seriously but the way it just kind of ends with like the girl falling down and then she's like oh no I can't do anything now my powers are gonna attack me help oh yeah that wait okay yeah that was weird uh, you're right I didn't think about that and then all right because I thought she got knocked out by the other guy um go. No, like she um, she had her snake, whatever the heck it was called, her weapon thing, and it, she could like manipulate it. Oh, that's right, and yeah, Ellie saved. That's right, you're right. Okay, that now I remember. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, because Ellie saved her, and that and it was good. Um, yeah, but it was that was kind of a weird moment. Uh, yeah, the dark blings are really inconsistent, weird in this arc for some reason. Because yeah, I don't think I think that was a dark bling, but um. Yeah, they don't normally do this, and then, of course, it turns out they, they were actually decent people. They were just corrupted by the Darklings, because that happens sometimes, like, this exact one time and never again. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that, I do think that's, like, that kind of uh, undercuts any conflict that might have been here. Like, again, it was kind of messy in the first place. I mean, I don't know, if someone has, like, a more consistent reading, you know, please uh, tell me how we're wrong. I, I would love that, because... It's kind of hard to focus when you're bored out of your skull, and you do need to focus and, like, learn, you know, pay attention to, the, like, the details to come up with a good reading, and uh, <laughs> Mashima's very busy, um, you know, story that I'm not invested in makes it harder for me to do that, and I think that's a shame, because, you know, if there's something notable here that's interesting, you know, fuck it, why, why not talk about it, even if it's probably not going to change my opinion of the manga... Uh, but hey, it's there. Give it the credit where it's due. So yeah, cause and yeah, the, the, but it turns out like yeah, they were basically brainwashed, mind controlled, whatever. And yeah, these aren't the real characters you were watching these last couple chapters. They're just uh, they're good now. You don't have to think about it. And they're like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, I, I had sent you a message that I was like, ah, so like there was so much happening and yet so little happening. I think was right. how I described it. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, I wasn't sure how it all connected, so that, that's what I meant by, like, so little happening. But, like, there is, because, again, like, the arcs wrap up very quickly, like, ten chapters at most for a bunch of these until, it, like, the the stuff with Shuda happens, and then we start to get into the bigger arcs, which even then aren't, like, super long, but, you know, there's a little more substance to dig into, a little more meat to digest, yeah. I don't know. We'll f- we shall see. Um, because yeah, after that it goes into there. They were following. Uh, oh, oh no, we get a we get a get a bit of a moment where. Uh, so yeah, before they leave, they get a photograph of the actual uh, thunder guy with the, with the eye tattoo. And so here, this this part bugs me a little bit because so here was what happens. They like they're saying like, oh yeah, we're looking for uh, the thunder guy who attacked Ellie and you know uh, gave her like serious trauma regarding thunder. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, is this the guy you're looking for? And it is. And Haru says, oh, yeah, he looks cool. Uh, 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 the guy who tortured Ellie looks cool. That, that's your first reaction. Did, okay. Did he know uh, okay. at that point that she had been tortured <laughs> Maybe not. by him? Maybe not. But it's like, well, because they were looking for... Uh, see, I don't know how much he knew. That's my question. I just always thought that... Would, and again, just the, the, the exact reaction of like, oh, this character, he looks cool because... As I've said before, like, he's Mashima's favorite character. He's in ev- almost everything Mashima's done. And so, like, he's in Eden Zero <laughs> already. He's just called Justice instead of Sieg. Um, like, I actually didn't believe it because he normally doesn't look like that. But when he activates his power, his hair turns blue and he gets an eye, t- uh, he gets an eye tattoo. And I'm like, God damn it. 
Like, he literally has a to become Sieg button. Oh, no. <laughs> in Eden Zero. So, I haven't, I haven't read that far. I had to, I was told about it. <laughs> and of course, uh, Rave, or no, Fairy Tale has, uh, Jalal, who, he's, a, he's a guy. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Jalal. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait for Fairy Tale, but I also can wait, please, oh, God. <laughs> I don't want, I want, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh, he see, we we learn a bit about him and everything's good and they I, go on to the mountain. I did like uh, the one to, the one little the gag rave. where um I guess the rain was just made by this like machine and it's like oh, oh yeah. f- there were <laughs> six oh, the, buttons here. <laughs> Five of them will self-destruct the machine, one of them will turn it off and they're just like hmm, how do we do this? And then Blue just hits the button <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, you turned it off. Good job." Yeah, that was that was okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was good. Um <laughs> It's cause it's just so stupid, but it's like whatever. It's 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 goofy. It's fine. Uh, um, I I I already don't remember. But how many power ups has Haru had by this point? Cause he gets the he gets the sword made in the the Lance arc, and then like he can make it explode, and then like he gets other that, progressive power. Yeah, he was able to do that in the first arc. He like in the first arc he got there's like the regular sword form and the second sword form. Cause in this stretch of chapters he gets two or three. He gets a few more. Because um, I'm just trying to remember when. Because he gets Safarion, which is like a speed. He go he goes fast. There's um, he gets the rune say the rune one, which cuts cuts things that can't be cut. Um, that with the Ellie stuff. I'm trying to remember. Did he did he use something against Lance that I've um I'm forgetting about? Because uh, um, I don't think I don't think he got one with the no he didn't or no, no. Um, maybe he did. No Shit. Lance, I think My he only had bad. the explosion one, and then he just okay. like hit him with normal sword or whatever. Yeah. So okay, and then I don't think he got anything in the thunder guys uh, with the thunder dudes. Uh, go. Um, but yeah, like I, it's 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 tougher to remember him because I'm not sure what like the character moment was that goes with the power up if there yes. was one. Like sometimes See, there are. Like I feel like two of that them, I'm not quite getting but... what it is, but then some of them not so much. See, I, I, I'm pretty sure I wrote something down if I did notice something, because I think I did for at least one or two of them, but it, it's, uh, yeah. Um, no, yeah, like, I get the feeling that, like, there's something there, and I'm just I'm just not entirely sure what what the idea is. Like, yeah, because like I said, it's it's hard to think about that kind of shit when you're, when you're just not invested at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Um, they go to the mountain. Uh, they, they run into a bear who's actually uh, the, a blue guardian who knew Shiva, uh, deer hound. Um, and they, there's like a whole big mystery because they're infiltrating and, oh no, there's an assassin, uh, who's after them. And it's implied that it's this mysterious guy with, 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 in the outfit who's, cha- who's after them. Uh, but no, it's actually, and then they made a cool doctor guy, but no, no, the doctor's actually the evil assassin. Um, and the, the guy who, with, with a terrible fucking German a- accent, because that means hero in, like, um, storytelling language. Because the Germans are always the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, the guy who was following him turns out to be Musica. Um, I, I thought that was, that was ass. kind of cool. Uh, I mean, like, again, I thought it was weird that he left in the first plays because I, I i don't know uh, again like uh, the the way the cast is originally introduced and then kind of the way it takes shape is a little weird um but I, I i was able to predict that this was the guy like i saw the character design and i'm like hey is that but it's probably not it's probably someone else but no it, it was him um of course when he shows up we get uh 
you know, and this assassin guy was sent to kill you. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for this meddling kid. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Scooby-Doo. Thanks. See, it's perfect, because Scooby-Doo villains are always obvious, and that guy was out. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure some Scooby-Doo things are good. I just haven't touched it in years. <laughs> anyway. I was a little um, confused, yeah. though, when they did, there were, like, the poison flowers, and, like, a guy is there and, like, sets things on fire, and then they wake up and they're with the guy who's going to murder him. So, like I don't I don't know. Uh, that's a good that's a good point. I, did did the, did the plan change? Did uh did Musica try to kill them with the fire, or was he like trying to? I, I, it was never explained, so I don't I don't know. Actually, because um, hmm. I mean, like, like there let, there was me, a part where again. uh the assassin guy had said, "Oh, I I was instructed to." to watch you for a bit and like figure you out or something. So I was like, was, was the original plan, like kill them. And it's like, no wait, actually get to know them. And then, so then did he have to like go back on? I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah. See, looking, looking ahead at like after Schneider runs into them, um, we get a scene of Shuda where he's being told that the assassin has made contact. So I'm assuming that his orders were to just like, wait until he got the order to actually kill them. Um, I don't know why they 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 they're they're making a plan to go in such a slow like direction, but okay, I, I, I yeah they they guess they wanted to like find out where they were and what they were doing for I don't fucking know that I'm just making shit up now. But um, also, um, uh, Musica got a haircut, and uh, Ellie says it looks smashing. <laughs> what a smashing haircut, you know. Uh, dude see now it's not just like what year it is it but what like region are you trans that's like a british thing from my um knowledge of uh english that had dated i don't know fucking 20 year old english i don't know or t- there were 15, even some expressions that like i wasn't entirely sure what they meant like i could infer um but some of Do you have like, an example some, some of or... them i get some of them i don't um oh there's like he refer the one guy um Musica, when when they end up at his hometown later, and he sees a place, and he's like, "Oh, I I remember this dive." I'm like, "What the fuck? What is a dive?" Uh, so yeah, I had to like look it up on a, Urban like, Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, see, I knew that one, but I can, I I get it because you're you're a bit younger than me, so. <laughs> I feel like people who are like even younger than me, like I I had said to you, like I feel like, or maybe I said it in my Discord, not to you. No, you said it to me. You said oh, okay, it to me. yeah, that, like Go someone on. half Go my ahead. age, would they know what like ha- would they would they be know what half these things are? Would they understand? Yeah. <laughs> like I do understand some but, of the old slangy language. Uh, hey, music! I yeah, thought you said this actually, place was supposed to be Dullsville. It's jamming. Uh. <laughs> Though I did, you did. I just realized You've been that acting dive isn't wiggy actually... all day. <laughs> okay, Mathis I'll stop. Mathis is gonna I'll be stop. full of these. You just, no, you need to save these and like use them over the rest of your life, and <laughs> over the course, or at least over the course of the Nen show. Like we'll just be reading fucking Hunter Hunter, and you'll just like bring up a fucking rave ism, and they'll be like, "No, God, why?" It'll it'll be the loopy <laughs> fist of the One Piece. It'll be the uh, callback of callbacks, or of the of Naruto. Yeah, um, you said One Piece. Well, no, no, no. I said because I brought it back in the One Piece. Oh, and one. now I see how you mean. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. Um, I think there's the one like uh, if I don't know about if you know about the Chef Guy Ferrari or, so, or maybe I'm mispronouncing it, but it's like he's got the show Dining Diners Drive Dives. Dive is oh, in the title, okay. of this, so yeah. So it's not that dated. Um, I had never heard of it. So <laughs> okay, I, I, I so I me mean, I've never seen more than like bits that my parents were watching, so I, it didn't come to mind until you you mentioned it. So you were talking about that word. So yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, Musica saves him. He's just like, hey, what's going on? Uh, I thought I thought I'd join you. 
Um, well, because he's he. Well, it's more like he wanted the rave on his own. Um, I forget why. Because um, I'm like just looking through, and he's like, "I'm going to get it." Um, and he's almost fights Haru, but Ellie stops them. Um, and she takes over leadership because they're too stupid. Um, yeah, that that, that was cute. That was good. Also, why did they just start fight? Why were they gonna fight? I don't understand. Yeah, that's what I don't. Because Musica wants the rave too for literally no re- uh, no reason that I understand. Like, like he just says that he wants it, and hard, and you could take it from me if you. Like, he just gets antagonistic. <laughs> I guess so. Ellie can stop them. It's just it, it it's kind of dumb because I, mean, I don't like. like we why would later, he want the rave? Well, actually, no, it had been hinted at I guess already. Something. But like Musica had some other ambition. I don't think he knew that the rave connected to that because when it comes up later, there's like a. Oh well, we've all got different ambitions, so we might have to go our separate ways. But it's like actually, they all connect, and it didn't seem like he realized mm. that, so he wouldn't have known at this point. Yeah, it, it, I think it's just like him forcing it a little bit so he can have Ellie take charge. Because Ellie take charging was good. It's just like the getting there was. Remember the time? Remember the time in One Piece when Zoro got to fight Luffy? That was cool. Uh, what if we did that here? I'm <laughs> kidding. These are probably publishing around the same time. That probably hadn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> and even if it did, like, that's such a common thing. Like, superhero stuff especially likes to do, like, misunderstandings to have the suit. Because how else are you going to get Batman and Superman to fight, you know? Like, they're not going to do it naturally because they're both heroes. So, uh, yeah. Um, just as an example. But, um, so anyway, they, they're going through the magic, the place and they run into Deerhound again. Uh, and he, he, get, he drops some exposition on him. Um, you know, he was, he, he was in the group with Shiva. Uh, they, they went... They, they took care of Rave 50 years ago, and now he's, like, a spirit. And this is kind of where you get, like, the whole thematic thing of this arc. Because, it, um, like, there's the whole graveyard with the, all the swords. Um, of all the people who failed to, to meet, to say, to, they, they died trying to save the world. And Haru, so that, that sort of affects him a bit. Um, and it's also, like, um, brought up connection with, uh, like, Shiva. He wandered 50 years trying to find the Rave after he lost it. And I think, yeah, so someone calls Shiva failure. Yeah, and, yeah, that was Haru, that was Haru. And then the the bear yeah, guy it, yeah. is like, oh, you're saying that his, everything he did was worthless? Like, he- Right, and I think it comes up with his dad, too, because, like, um, yeah, Shuda knew his dad. And so, like, that's kind of the whole part of the conflict is Haru growing up a bit and recognizing that, um, fail, like, you know, not everyone is going to be successful just because they try. And we're learning to respect that, you know, effort in other people, even if they fail. Because at first he was like, oh, yeah, Shiva, he's just, but now, yeah, so he grew up, he grew up a little bit, because that's when he, and that's when he uses his, uh, he, that's when he gets the speed, the speed sword, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so there's, there's a bit of a character moment. I don't know how it applies to going fast, um, you know, which is something, you know, like, I, like, again, I like to see it when the powers match the, the actual moments. You know, so, but at least, at least he got his power because of a moment instead of just getting it, like, because the story needed him to, you know? Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah. and he is I'll, also. I'll, I'll take what I can get. He's also gifted with, I think it was the Rave of Knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, and the Bear oh, tells which allows him to know. Yes. Yeah, uh, you'll already be, used the, be able to use the other forms. You, uh, When the need arises, you know. Even if you don't know, you know. You know. <laughs> Uh, it, it are, are we sense, going back to to Naruto's catchphrase again? You know, Date bio. <laughs> yes, or rather, how it was localized. Uh, you know, you know. Anyway, um, so yeah, um, believe it. But yeah, the rave. <laughs> yes, but yeah, the rave allows him to know what his swords do as soon as he gets them. Um, 
and yeah, and also, and then here's the, here's, we get the, the fucking moment where it's like, will you swear to keep fighting until peace has returned to this world? Totally! It's like, <laughs> god damn it. God damn it. Uh, anyway, uh, Deerhound vanishes, uh, Shuda comes in, he, he's being a big bad dude, um, and yeah, here, here's like, well, cause, and yeah, the Shuda's even, Shuda's talking about how, like, um, you know they, they were weak, and you. And here's his ideology. You know, he, don't throw away weakness, hide them. You know, um, and so which of course leads into the fight. I'd say, um, cause I I do kind of like how the fight resolves because you know heart like Haru he beats Shuda. He he reveals Shuda as a failure, and so he he like he's hanging off the ledge and he cuts off his arm. Like he he chooses to hide his failure by dying basically by cutting himself off. Oh. Like he he's not willing to give himself a chance to try again because he rejects failure uh so yeah um but uh, then so he but lived, obviously he's so now he's got yeah he lived See, so now yeah <laughs> i was originally disappointed like i wasn't entirely sure if he was gonna stay dead but i was like oh maybe he'll like join the main cast and but no then he, then he cut his arm off and fell off the ledge and i was like oh he's not gonna kill him off i thought there was gonna be more to this character i thought there was gonna be like a like a cool progression and you know he does come back later, so there there probably will be. So I'm excited for that. This this yeah. was around the so, time like, when I started to kind of get invested a little bit. Like things were starting to get interesting. And yeah, this was probably my favorite like little realization of the the reading where it, like oh look because it you know it wasn't like he didn't like literally say like oh, I'm cutting off my arm because I got to cut off my fit. Like no, he's not saying anything cheesy like that. He's just doing it, and it's up to the audience to infer that. Like and maybe Mashma did it on accident. I'm not, you know, I don't like I've, I've talked about intent before. It doesn't matter because ugh, I hate how people just like look try to like look down and undermine the authors and just say like like uh, um I saw one um edited gif uh, lately where it's like there's someone like leaves uh, the it, the context is like oh someone leaves a cool post on our anime and then a commenter comes along and they're like oh that's a cool idea i don't think the author intended for that though and it's just like <laughs> fuck it doesn't matter it doesn't <sighs> like i think i actually remember you talked about it on hallway chats with uh, explanation point and man anime matt i remember because you had an observation about explanation points um youtuber video like you were you were talking about uh, the one with pedantic and you were talking about how like you what what you got out of it and explanation point even said it wasn't necessarily intentional but it was still interesting the things you got out of it you know and you know as i've said before like don't I mean, mashima like started writing manga because he'd read other manga so as derivative as it, derivative as it might be like he knows storytelling from having read stories so like don't underestimate the subconscious's ability to tell a story you know like that's that's kind of my point my my response to intent you know is and this is also coming from me as a writer because i have written things and i have looked back on my own writings and seen aspects of myself or themes or stuff that i did not plan that just emerged naturally because again i knew stories even though i didn't know how to explain them i still wrote them you know was it necessarily great eh, i don't think most of my stuff is readable but it's still there you know so yeah, that's that's just kind of you know, yeah. My I do, I do think there there that. are biases and messages that will kind of seep in there regardless of intent. Uh, which again is like what that's, that's what the Nen Show is about. That's why why we're reading Rave and why we're going to read Fairy Tale because you know no matter what public opinion of them are. I mean, we're like we read Bleach and everyone said like oh Bleach is bad. You liked Bleach. Uh, I found some <laughs> yeah. interesting things in Bleach. So like they're right. You know, there there are things to to find here. You know, it doesn't mean that the stories necessarily have to be good. Don't have to like them, but you know, there there are ideas involved. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because that and and the thing is, it's like um, you know, as a reader, I think you need to be open to multiple like ways of like sto- how stories are told, and just you know trying to find. But as a writer, like I think it's fair to like look at how you don't like and don't like things in a thing, and then um, you know take inspiration from that. Like do it better if you think it's not being done well. Just like if you're doing that, if you are legitimately interested in writing, well, a actually write things don't just bitch about stories online <laughs> and b is like recognize that like you're ultimately putting your own preferences on the work like just because you don't like how it's done doesn't mean there isn't meaning to how it's being done you know and again there's always room for someone else to have a more interesting or more thoughtful reading than like you know like again I, like if there's some cool comments with some cool observations like please give them to me um you know i don't care if it's like yeah it's it's mashma i don't like his work but I'll still hear any, I, you know, I've got a personal investment now, you know, it happened. So I'll take it. Um, don't, yeah. don't bitch about so, stu- Don't bitch about stories <laughs> online. This coming from two people talking on a podcast to anime YouTubers who, True. when are we going to co-write our own manga, Craftsdorf? <laughs> hey, uh, I guess it's more that like, um, I don't like it when it's at the expense of the author. Cause there's all, there's all, all, so many times there's just a sentiment like, Oh, the person criticizing it. They're the ones who see, they can do the story better than the author. Uh, then I'm, then my question is like, okay, what are you writing? That's so interesting that I'm not like, cause chances are they haven't written anything. <laughs> um, and in general, like people just not understanding like the difference between writing and reading is for, is something I might do a video on <laughs> um, or at least tangentially related. Like I might bring it up in a video. We'll see. But yeah, um, no, yeah, I, I do like, get where you're coming from. The, I'm or, just kind of yeah, throwing yeah. the expected uh, <laughs> retort. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to like you know mention it. Like, if I don't like it, I'm saying like I personally don't like like the humor is humor is a perfect example because it's like no joke is funny to everyone. That's just like inevitable. So you need to be able to recognize like someone will find this funny. Like, yeah, there's some moments that are like cute and amusing, and there's some that just make me pain. <laughs> like, uh, okay. <laughs> Like, uh, like I love Super Sentai, you know. It's it's it's, it, but it's aimed at kids. And like the last episode of uh, the new Super Sentai series, it had like a fart joke, and I just like died inside a little bit. I'm not gonna begrudge the th- series for that, even though I don't like it, you know. Again, so same same thing I said with Raven One Piece. So it's just it's it's gonna be something I'm gonna run into, and more I g- engage in children's media. Like I gotta make a concession for that. Um, kids have a different sense of humor than me. So anyway, um. Oh, and I guess there was another. There was more fighting this arc. Uh, I did not get as much out of it as I did from the Haru Shuda conflict because, like, Shuda actually had like an ideology and a com- meaningful conflict with the the growth Haru literally just had. Music had just kind of beat up everyone else. Yeah. Um, um, so I did I, it think looked cool. There, there was an interesting moment for two reasons. Uh, one of them. Just, just the dialogue here. Uh, Musica, can you school both of them? Like a headmaster during detention. Hear that, boys? Class is in session. <laughs> the fucking one-liners and, sh- and, like, banter is just so cheesy. So, it's almost... Like, like, the way you said it, like, maybe go like, yeah, that's... A, I, I don't mind that one. That was that was perfectly fine. Yeah, so... Uh, but it's... It's <laughs> so, it's not really, like, better than the earlier ones, but somehow I liked it better. I don't know. No, yeah, so th- there was that, but then also um, Haru just being like, like, hey, Musica, can you school both of them? Like, Ellie, Ellie's there, um, but I guess she, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, they, they, because Griffin, uh, Plue were kind of, kind of doing stuff, but then they didn't. Um, but yeah, so the, the fight, the arc, I, the fight, fighting finishes, uh, Shooter gives up and cuts off his arm, and, and that's, and the, the thing is about to self-destruct, um, and they, they manage, they, they're safe, they get out, 
and it's cool. There, there was a part um, um, in, I don't remember what volume we're on at this point, but there was an end of volume blurb where Mashimo was talking about just stuff. And there, there's a uh, particular quote in here where he said, uh, like, oh, yeah, he talks about how, like, oh, it's been a year since Rave started. Uh, I've never worked on the same job for more than a year before. He mentions, like, oh, in other words, I lose interest very quickly. And I would, you know, <laughs> the the cynical part of me is like, is that why the arcs finished so quickly? Why we were just bouncing between ideas? But, I mean... <laughs> You know, that's, uh, now that you mentioned it, it's a good point. <laughs> Maybe. Um, though it's, and in that regard, it's actually kind of interesting to see how he's sort of like, you know, doing a series, like he, he, cause fairy tale is 60 plus volumes and it's got some long arcs in there. So it's like, it, you could see, I guess, a moment of like personal growth in him where he's like more able to stick. Cause honestly, like as far as like arc pacing goes, I would say I prefer fairy tale just because it's, it just, um, it's more balanced with like how long each arc is like. I, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of fairy tale still, and I, maybe I'll, I don't know. We'll see. But it's like, cause yeah, this this early rave stuff is very just jumpy. It goes and it, it's just it go it's what and then it goes back and forth and and yeah and then I don't th- in some ways it gets a little better. But there's one arc in particular I, I want to reread though. I mean, it um, it is an interesting uh, change of pace c- coming off of One Piece, where like sometimes like One Piece had a very clear formula and. You yeah, know, there were yeah. moments where, like in Dress Rosa where it's like, okay, we're just waiting for the big fight to happen at the end. And, and like some yes. of the stuff wasn't soup. Like there's a lot at play, a lot getting jumbled around and not everybody can juggle yeah. that. So it is, it is nice to kind of have a bit of a bit of a breather here with Rave where the arcs are nice and short. Um, I don't know if I'd say <laughs> succinct that there's like a lot being said in there. Maybe there is, maybe I'm just being dumb and not seeing it. Um, but it, 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 yeah, it, always always be open open to the possibility of yourself being dumb. That's just good life advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so yeah, of course, right after we get uh, one of the the members. So um, oh yeah, Oration Seis. Uh, the translation sometimes calls them Oration Six. Uh, that's wrong. It's supposed to be this because, and I know it's wrong because in fairy tale, there's a, a group called the Oration Seis, and in Eden Zero, there's a group called the Eration Seis. So it's like, it's another one of his things that he just keeps using. Um, so yeah, expect to be introduced, because we get introduced to, like, Shuda's defeated, and they're like, oh yeah, he's he was the weakest of the Eration Seis, though. We're stronger. We're we're going to actually be a threat when we become uh, relevant. Um, you know, the Shonen thing, because of course, right? Um, we gotta keep up the tension, because we get introduced to Reyna, who's girl... And then Jagan, who 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 has dragons, um, and he's also got an eye tattoo, but it's a different looking one. My Jagan eye—that's a Yu Yu Hakusho reference, but we're not oh, there yet. Inter- yeah, I forgot about that. I, I don't <laughs> even think it was. It's not. I'm not even saying that like Mashima is referencing Yu Yu Hakusho. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just making a funny. <laughs> anyway, oh, and also we have uh, Sieg Hart, who is not one of the Eurasian Seis. He's, he's even said to be uh, weaker. Um, and, but he is, like, of a notable position in the group anyway. Um, and we also get a a bit of glimpse of a king, the leader, um, who we we see more of later. Um, and they're, they're sort of talking about the recent events with the, the rave master coming back and now Shuda's defeat. Um, 
where Sieg wants nothing to do with it because he's got his own shit. Oh, I just realized, like, you kind of had the thing you mentioned earlier with, like, how all their fates, like, they have all their different paths that are actually, like, coming together. And here Sieg has that happening with Demon Card because they're like, we need to take out the Rave Master. And he's like, no, I have to do my different thing. But the different thing also happens to involve the Rave Master. So it's like you have that going on with the antagonists too. Like all these fates are converging, so to speak. And which I say because this arc also deals with the, uh, those words like that. Um, but anyway, so got back to Haru and Ellie. Uh, there's a little bit that's kind of cute where like Ellie gets like a card to the casino and at the end, he, Mashima does an end of chapter thing where it's upside down. And if you look, it's 3173, which were the numbers. So he's like, pretty blatantly hinting at the reveal that's coming where she got her name from because um, we've already seen her name in the flashback or the other or the the letters on her arm in the flashback but yeah um yeah because it you know it did make you wonder well she lost her memory how'd she get the name ellie oh it's because it's it's upside down ha ah. yep <laughs> I see what you did there, Mashima. <laughs> and Japan, that, that's the, like that that comes up. I guess this upside down letters, numbers becoming letters. Like obviously, any kid who's played with a calculator will know, because um, they have messed around with that. But there's also yeah, um, and here it is again. Oh, I think the other thing is like Japan isn't like they do use a lot of the Roman alphabet, but it's not as they like, they have their own like they have like three other alphabets to work with. They have uh, you know hiragana, katakana, and kanji. Um, so it's not the one that comes first, I suppose. So it's like to, to Westerners, you know, obviously like we only have like, oh, and I guess numbers are, are, no, they're not an alphabet. They're not a language, but, um, they are another set of symbols. So with Westerners, we only have the two sets of symbols. Japan has five. So like, you know, if they're going to show us um, upset, like numbers and or letters upside down, you know, we're only going to have one other set of symbols to associate with them. <laughs> so with Japan, I guess it's a little, a li- it's, a, it's a little bit more distant. So maybe it's, it is actually more uh, surprising when it happens. Cause there's also, um, Danganronpa, the first case is particularly infamous because a major clue involves some like mysterious le- numbers, a one, one, zero, three, seven, and it's it's literally the name of the killer upside down, um, except with one uh, stroke missing uh, from a from a letter that because um, one one isn't supposed to be L L or, or I I or anything like that. It's supposed to be another uh, n- letter. But yeah, so it's like a Westerner going through that case will literally just see the killer's name like just written upside down, and the characters are like, "What are these mysterious numbers?" <laughs> um, so and it's a murder mystery thing. So like fall like piecing the clues together is kind of a big thing, but then it's literally just like, there's the answer. There's the fucking answer. But like I said, I, I'm assuming that I feel like it's a hard... Maybe maybe it was super obvious to Japanese audiences too. It is aimed at teenagers. I don't know. I mean, it's um, not like it's a reveal that is like, oh, this changes everything about the story now. Yeah, not not in, not in this one. I'm, I'm speaking more generally. But yeah, yeah. But with Rave, it's just like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit, so... Um, yeah, it's just I'm just trying to like apply my knowledge of Japan to this whole thing because it, 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 there's a difference there. But anyway, although that did um, remind me, uh, a difference between this manga, like the translation and the like, what Viz will generally do, I've noticed that like the sound effects don't get translated in this. Although like sometimes mm. they do, it's weird. 
Uh, so like the the Japanese, what I don't know if it's kanji or katakana, whatever it is, but like the sound effects are still in Japanese, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just interesting. Yeah, because so well, do, and they I don't even think they translate. Do they or do they translate the sound effects? Because sometimes they will leave the sound effects untranslated, but they'll put like an asterisk by there, and then um in the borders of the panel they'll put explain what the sound effect is supposed to be. Yeah, no, they don't. They so don't do they, that here. Like, I know okay. that's... I've seen fans tra- fan translations that do yes, that. Yes, that do that. Whereas, yeah. like, Viz um, will just, like, see, change it with... to English letters. Yes, they'll change the art completely. Okay, I'm gonna... I don't know if I said this before. I legitimately... It doesn't matter if I'm reading manga, Western comics, if the... You know, if it's, like, Viz where they change the sound effect. I never read sound effects. Like, never. They, they're a complete white noise to me. Um, which is weird because, like, I imagine comic authors think a lot about them, and I remember seeing someone who translates bitching about how, like, they don't know how to translate sound effects, or they do, it's just, like, they're hard to translate or something, which is interesting, but it's just, like, for me, I'm just, I never think about them at all. I mean, and, yeah, like, I, I never notice them. I don't normally so, think about what, them, wait, 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 wait. I guess I'm just, I don't, like, I don't, I haven't read a whole lot of manga, and most of the translations I have read are, are, are Viz, Shonen Jump stuff, so, mm-hmm. like, so it was just a so thing much, yeah. I noticed uh that this that this particular translation didn't do it is most of the time mm-hmm. just like white noise like it does just kind of fade into the background like oh here's just yeah, part I'm, of the panel um I, i'm actually kind of curious as to if like if sound effects actually affect the reading experience to other people or if it's just me because like i well I, I remember one specific moment i forget the manga i was reading honestly but a character like dropped like a cloth and there was no sound effect written or drawn, but I heard the cloth drop. My imagination played that sound of what it sounds like. Like, I don't need sound effects to hear manga in my brain, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. So it's like, I, my question is like, why are they even in the in graphic novels in the first place? Because so, <laughs> someone must like hear them or need them for them to be such a consistent... And I mean, I guess they do help with, like, the frame composition. You know, like, especially, like, I'm thinking of One Piece. Like, there'll be a character in the... The dawn. Yeah. The kind of, you know, so it's, like, it's there in the frame, and it affects how you read the frame because of, like, where, you know, it draws the eye or avoids the eye. But, like, it's not something I consciously think about, you know? So, yeah. And, and like, looking through Rave, it, like, does not have, like, a lot of major, like, sound effect things. Like... Um, like, I'm just looking at this big panel where it's, like, it's a big reveal thing, and Oda would have had a sound effect there, but Mashima doesn't, so, uh, now that you bring it up, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking through, and they go, they go to the Symphonia Museum, where they see the, the <laughs> history, um, and, like, uh, the, there's the painting of Plu, and he's, like, a dog with a unicorn horn, but in reality, he's, like, a snowman thing. I, yeah, I like so, how the characters are like, oh, um, is that what you used to look like, Plu? And then the background characters are like, oh, this is what we believe they may have looked like. And this is like, oh, they're they're idiots. <laughs> they, they don't even know. They don't know Plu. Yes, right. Um, and, and uh, get a bit of a moment where Ellie, like, she's getting a headache, she runs off, and she sees a big portrait of... Um, who is actually Princess Resha, uh, but she looks a lot like Ellie, uh, and like, like identical apparently. So, um, yeah, like the, the, the possible explanation is that like, there's the experiment meant to replicate Resha and Ellie was part of it. Uh, it's, it's weird. And she's getting like weird flashes. Um, so yeah, mystery. No one knows what's happening, but Sieg's got to kill her. I think this was a problem that I had with with early rave, um, which it did kind of get resolved as the story went along and more things were explained. Um, very mm-hmm. early on, it felt like there were a lot of mysteries and not a lot being explained, which to me is immediately like a red flag because um, I'm like, 
uh, I just get suspicious that like, you know, things aren't quite, the author doesn't quite have the big picture and plan. Like even with Oda, like Oda has a lot of mysteries in one piece that still haven't been explained mm-hmm. or were mentioned ages ago. Uh, but like, he does resolve some things like over the course of the story. So like kind of earns that trust. Uh, it took me a bit to do that with Mashima. Yeah. And like having read the story, I can say I was surprised at how much he foreshadowed. Like, um, because I thought he just like legitimately forgot shit and didn't know what he was doing. And there's one thing that I'm still maybe feel that way. Like I said, it depends on how it goes when I reread it. But yeah, like I said, I was surprised that he has more. So more of an idea than what he like and fairy tale is actually i'd say honestly fairy tale is worse about it um i won't explain why until we actually read it like with fairy tale the one thing you like actually kind of planned out is still kind of stupid and doesn't make sense um so that's kind of sad um but like rave seems a little bit better about that um which is interesting because it's his first work and it feels very like off the cuff like he's even talking about how in the in the post volume stuff where the tower of din might have been the last arc in the whole series but uh he was pushed to um keep going you know um like his editor was like eh no keep you can keep going after this and it's it is a very like climactic feeling arc where you know haru meets his dad and um the world's gonna dead end so it's like oh this is the end right and it's obviously not because it's like they're even talking like it's the end of the world and i just like look up and it's like chapter 70 out of uh 295 or whatever and it's like the world's not gonna end (laughs) so yeah um just uh yeah that that was that is uh, also another thing i'm trying to keep in perspective because like you said it's like oh chapter 78 the world's gonna end and to me with my shonen jump uh pacing i'm like chapter 78 (laughs) they were nowhere near that but like obviously rave is paced totally differently because it's a different kind of story yeah so like Yes, it, we're familiar with the beats. Like I was mentioning earlier, how like shit is defeated. Like so many people, like you know, I I wouldn't say so many people, but people less familiar would be like, like oh, frustrated because oh, well now you know, Shida's strength meant nothing because he's weak to these guys, uh, you know, from their perspective. But then we're we're just like, yeah, seen it a million times, whatever, keep going. So yeah, but um, yeah, like 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 One Piece, like oh, we weren't at like world shattering stakes until like chapter five hundred, maybe. <laughs> yeah well and one yeah with when Jinbei he was on par with Arlong and you're just like I don't believe it <laughs> you, just, you just know <laughs> and then now you actually know Jinbei and Arlong and, and we've seen the difference and like yeah it's, it, it makes perfect sense but um you just knew when it first happened so yeah um, and, anyway to actually talk about rave on our rave discussion instead of one piece <laughs> um Sieg runs into Ellie um and he's he's interrogating her a bit, and she's uh, um, kind of remembering him. And you know, he explains that he has to stop Etherion, um, which is a, a magic she's got inside of her that could destroy the world. Um, oh boy, does Seagheart make a make a, a good first impression? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a character. Um, he he's he's a go- he's a guy. Um, and. Yep, he tries to kill Ellie. Uh, Haru was told by a fortune teller that every, you know, there's like a whole fate destiny thing. Um, I suppose. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on the um, translation again. Um, there was this one particular <laughs> panel. Like I just, Seagheart seems like this serious guy, and he seems like not arrogant or anything. Like he seems like he's well aware of like the world around him and himself. 
Um, in some ways, the, the way he handles this situation isn't great. Uh, but just in this particular panel, after he like unleashes one of his attacks, he's like, that attack was insanely powerful. How can you still be breathing? And I just, I don't know. It's weird. Because <laughs> he doesn't feel like a character who would say that. Like, that was insanely powerful. You know, like, just the particular phrasing. Like, that yeah, was a strong, that, my strongest attack or something. I mean, it wasn't his strongest attack, but I don't know. It's like, you shouldn't. I don't know. Just the way it was phrased to me comes off as like, huh, that's a little weird. A little nitpick. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, we've talked about the translation a lot. So, um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, Sieg keeps trying to kill Ellie. It, it's not working. She's super durable. What a great um, guy, that Sieg Hart. What a great guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's basically getting tortured and, you know, she's she, she's a dummy, but she doesn't deserve this. No one deserves this. And then Haru comes in to save her um, and he's pissed. Um... <laughs> And of course, here we get his line that I th- I liked, where he's like, you know, a piece that you know comes from someone's death isn't worth it. Um, oh wait, yeah, and she's having like doubts about her whole like existence, uh, like you know she deserves to live, but Haru likes her, you know Haru loves her for she- who she is, so it's cool, it's good, uh, it's fine. Ah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's rough reading those chapters where she's just like, she's like, kill me. Uh, it's like it's, the pain is too much. Kill me. Ah. I do not. I do not like this Sieg Hart guy. Like I, I get, I get that. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a complicated guy. He's got some things going on. He seems like he's kind of, he's like caught in the, in between of like the rave, dark card, whole conflict. So he's kind of like the, I don't want to say freelance, but like that's the only term I can think of at the moment. He's not the middleman, but he's just kind of like a guy who's kind of doing his own thing. Uh, the, the maverick. I don't yeah, know what the like, word is. so Um, it's almost like in a way like if like i could see like he's almost like his own protagonist like he's 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 a big big guy like he's gonna take on king uh like he's he's gonna he's got to save the world so like he's got his own thing and clearly there's more for him to do later so i did think it was interesting how this sort of conflict was how it played out because at first he's like oh i i'm just here to save time so i have to take out this girl so like in a way you can see how he could justify his own actions which are pretty pretty bad like torturing this girl poisoning you know not not a good look man not a good look um Uh, yeah like like, now you mention it because he is super brutal because like when he's fighting haru he puts him in the fucking illusion where he sees his loved ones like sacrificing themselves for his like sake like Little which extreme. I only just realized it's like, <laughs> but yeah, like I get which I, get I only the just realized is t- yes. I get what he's doing. Like I only just realized that that's the last thing he wants. He doesn't want people to sacrifice themselves and die for his sake like that. And like so, it's like, oh, you're thirsty, drink my blood. And he sees his sister fucking slitting her wrist or his mom burning to death. So like, oh, it's kind of brutal. <laughs> like, yeah, and like he just does this shit to fuck with them. Or to fuck the you know fuck them over because you know he's but like uh, like in in, in his mind he's like oh I have to do this to save the universe or save time save the world whatever so like yeah yeah I mean there like he he's a mixed bag um like I, I I don't actually I don't hate the guy I don't really like the guy at this point but like I can see how he's kind of like the in between in the story where it's like he could be the hero under different circumstances um and I feel like he's kind of framed that way but also like. He's not the hero. Like he does do some pretty terrible things, and like he has yeah, to. He's, he's definitely like he thinks he's doing the right thing, uh, but obviously in this story where you know Haru doesn't like sacrifice, he's doing the wrong thing, like narratively. So he has to lose, you know. Yeah, and he does. He he. Yeah, uh, so like Haru is able to like find a way way like because he it, it's even like 
you know, uh, Ellie's about to explode with Ethereon, and uh, Sieg's like, okay, kill her or everyone, or like, every, you'll, everyone dies. And Haru, he's, he's the hero. He finds the third option. And that's, um, I, 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 that's an idea I've had a lot. Cause, um, I remember reading in the R.A. Salvatore books, um, some, sometimes chapters would open up with like a, a, a monologue from the main character. And one that always stuck with me is his description of a hero. Um, no, no, that's no, that, that this was something else completely unrelated. Never mind, I'm an idiot. But it's just like the this what yeah, the, that was a different one. I'm, I'm also about the hero, but yeah, it's like the hero is the one who finds the third option. I'd say between in an impossible choice. Um, and yeah, there's Haru doing doing the hero thing. So that's I guess kind of like in line with my perception of a hero. I liked so, yeah, the cool. line at the end of the conflict where he says, uh, "You know, just the power of believing to us that's everything." And so it's a it's a simple thing. It's a simple idea. Like oh, just again, it's like the the core. Like have faith. Uh, you know, believe in yourself and believe in the the heart of the cards. No, uh, I don't know why <laughs> that came to my head, um, but. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, have faith in yourself and, like, like believe that things will work out. And that's what Seekart isn't doing. He's, he thinks he's got to kill this girl to make everything turn out right. because that's all he can think of. Um, he doesn't yeah, believe well, that there's a third like option. He's like a slave to... F- yeah, he... He, yeah, he sees fate, like, oh, it can all be like this. Well, because he sees the one option that's, like, the most likely, and, he yeah, he can't visualize, like, the infinite possibility outside he, of that. He, he takes a very practical approach to things, which is kind of, like, weird in the context of, like, oh, torturing this girl to death. Like, that's practical. But, like, you know, it makes sense. It makes <laughs> sense in the narrative. Like, he, he thinks that, like, that's kind of the easiest solution. Well, it's not like he's purposely torturing her. Like, if she just died like a normal person, it would, he wouldn't have <laughs> well, yeah, to. Like, like, he, he, he's he just trying to kill sees her. It as, like, he's trying to put her out of her misery. Like, uh, yeah. Like, well, the, the lightning didn't work, so try poison. It makes sense. It's just horrible to look at. And she's, like, at the point she's begging for it. And it's like, ah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Yeah, though there were some more weird moments in the fight, like so, sort of how he like introduces information is kind of wonky because something will happen and then he'll explain it and it's kind of unsatisfying. Like I think the weirdest moment was when he uses his regular sword and he's like, "Oh yeah, your magic can't block metal," and I'm like, "Why? Why? Wh- that that does that make sense? I don't wh- what?" And then like, hmm, maybe it was mistranslation because it's like you know obviously there's the rune save cuts through magic but can't cut through people. Uh, where, you know, so it's like switching, you know, makes sense, but I, I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't translated well, maybe it wasn't explained well by Mashima in the first place, I don't know. It, there was just some weird moments in the actual fight, so yeah. I'm gonna um, be honest, I, d- I did like how the, like, the resolution all played out, because um, again, like, I, I like the way that Haru and Sieghart are kind of, like, ju- how they're positioned against each other, like, at first, he thinks that he's killed Ellie and he's going to leave because he's like, well, I'm just here to save time. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any gripes with you. But then like the situation changes. So it, it was interesting how they came to blows. And then um, the way that the, that Haru's yeah, it, power kind of like... manifested itself. Like he had to, it, it was described earlier. Like you, you just know when you need to use a power, you'll know what it is. And someone out there is going to be like, ass pull, which I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Like, I mean, that's that's I guess how these things work. But it, you know, it like if, if it has narrative justification, I think it's it's fine. So like in this case, it's like yeah. it's a theme thing where like he's able to count, he's able to counter this magician's magic powers 
in a, in a situation where he otherwise couldn't, he found the technique that he needed the most. Um, and I do think it plays yeah, into kind of the resolve, like uh, Haru being willing to being so willing, like it, it's a reaffirmation of his character. Like, like would you sacrifice the entire world to save this one person? Um, but he finds the middle ground. And so like the power up, I think also kind of goes with that because not only is he able to uh, absorb the magic, but that's the the resolution to the fight is he he stabs Ellie and but she, he doesn't really stab her. He stabs the Ethereum and like absorbs that. So his resolve, yeah, he seals it up, right. his belief manifests itself in this power up, which he's able to use to resolve the conflict in this. And I don't know. Yeah, he I really still like needs this to apply it like stretch. he was given the perfect tool, but it's like he's he, he, having the perfect tool doesn't automatically mean you'll come to the perfect solution. That's what Sieg was telling him. It's like do A or do B. And he's like, uh, no, I'm going to do C. So and yeah, having that sword is what allowed him to do C. But you know, he still had to be able to see that option in the first place. Um, you know, so yeah. But that—that's part of the the rave it, of knowledge is you know it, it exists yeah. <laughs> within him. So like he's got the tools. Yes. He just needs to uh, learn how to use them himself. I don't know. He has to find the inner resolve. Like he has that <laughs> resolve. He just has to bring it out. I don't know. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I liked it. Or, I'm glad you liked it too. I mean, it was what I was, Um, yeah. So, yeah, see, he's like, oh, maybe maybe we'll be fated to meet again. Um, and he leaves. There's also the, like, the, the fake-out plot twist moment where they're in, like, the middle of the battle, something's going on, and uh, the, the girl, like, sneaks up behind him and just stabs him. Because it's like, oh, no, is he going to die? Of course he's not going to die, but, like, ugh, shock. <laughs> yep. Um, I am interested to see more of her. Um, to see like what exactly is going to be going on with the rest of this situation. Cause again, it's like using here. We, we like Seagheart was a pretty new character. Like we hadn't actually seen him do much. We had heard of him, but again, it's like yes, using, he was built up to using kind yeah. of a built up character who is also kind of new to introduce this other character who we didn't know before, but we're kind of getting to know them. And then she, we know her now, so she can be used to build up the other people so yeah, I, yeah, good, good, good setup here from Mashima. Like this was the part where I was like, okay, yeah, Rave, Rave is, is Rave is pretty decent, you know. It's 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 competent. yeah. We're starting to see this. Well, see what my current opinion on Rave is now. Like I enjoy talking about it more than I do reading it. I think so. I, um, maybe it's close to your opinion of Bleach, yeah. That where sounds it's like, like my opinion you of find Bleach. It interesting. Where it's like yeah. Though I'd say Bleach is like much more interesting, and I do enjoy reading it more. But with uh. Rave, it's like, yeah, I'm having fun talking about it. And, you know, like, you had some things to say about the Sieg stuff, and that's cool. Um, yeah, like, like for me, it's know, like the more but... time I spend away from Bleach, the more... Or what was another thing? Um, I had just recently watched Log Horizon, and that's a series ah. that, like, I appreciate when I'm not watching it. Like, I like it more <laughs> thinking about the ideas that are at play, and, like... But then when I actually watch it, it's just kind of like, it, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you got to get one that does both, where you like engaging in it and you like thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So that's that's um, kind of how you feel with Rave. Yeah, it's yeah, like that, I like fair. the ideas. You uh, like kind of, you like it more when you're not act- actively consuming it. Yes. Um, like you, you know, I wouldn't say I quite like the ideas. For, like they're fine. Um, they're not bad. Like it has ideas. Yay! It's a piece. It functions <laughs> as a story in some regards. Yay! <laughs> um, that's all I asked for. Yeah, because yeah, even then, um, I, I've said this before on the podcast, but if anyone's new for the rave discussion, um, you know, even just like having these ideas, that doesn't make the story complex. Like, it's still a simple story. Um, yeah, I think it, 
But I do think, because that sentiment does exist, like, I swear, like, on 4chan I've seen people, like, if you mention themes, oh, people go, like, oh, it's too deep, huh? And I'm, I'm like, all story has have themes, like, depth is just kind of relative anyway, like, what one person seems as deep, one person won't see as deep. And I think, and I think that's, when it comes to thematic discussions, people automatically assume it's deep because it's not something that's commonly talked about nearly as much as it should be. Like, I kind of bitched up, I have a video on my side channel about, like, English class sucks, and what my, my basically main point of the video is that we, like, it is not, themes are kind of, like, why stories exist, and, like, understanding themes helps a lot in understanding why stories are told and what is being told through a story, but it's not taught very well at all. So it's, like, so I find that frustrating because it's something that should be so basic. Like, everyone should understand, like, okay, this is the, the, the idea, and this is what, and, like, start, learn, understand, like, oh, yeah, themes have, stories have ideas, and then they get a message across. But it's not, like, people have that with, like, literature, the stuff they teach you in English class, but they don't, like, go back and apply that to, to the quote-unquote low media, media, as opposed to the high, you know, art. You know, the, so, like... Rafe and yeah it's like it's got ideas what do you know it's a story <laughs> um so yeah but it doesn't like magically make it like a better story or whatever or it doesn't, you know it having ideas doesn't mean like yeah they're fine like I, I got across the shoot a thing in like a couple sentences you know like look this character said this thing this character said this thing and this thing happened like it's some you know a video of something video worthy like I go a bit more into because I need more time to explain all the make, make all the little connections and observations you know because I think it's more interesting and again even if I make a video that doesn't mean I think it's like deep or complex just means I thought it was neat and maybe not everyone got it because I didn't get it at first. So I had to think about it or something, or, you know, I just liked how, it, how the idea was explored. So yeah. Um, Fishman Island was ugh. the deepest dark in one piece because they were underwater. Oh my God. Okay. We're moving on. I'm done with, I'm dropping. I'm not touching that one. That was, <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh uh, God. You should. They should hire you to be a, a, a quality or a translator for uh, whatever. I can um, do all the snappy one-liners. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So yeah, there's the chapter where Musica he has a girlfriend in this town, and they talk for a bit. Um, he 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 leaves. Um, <laughs> I like that's just the description of the chapter. He meets a girl. They talk for a bit. He leaves. That's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's got other shit going on. He just kind of like eh, leaves. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it, but it he, was he, an interesting okay. little chapter. Um, don't know what all to take from it. Yeah, I don't either because I don't remember it. I don't know Musica's character, like, because um, yeah, I, I don't. I guess I didn't get as much. I I don't remember as much of him as I do for Aharu or Ellie or actually just those two. <laughs> Even though he's around for almost as long, so yeah. But maybe maybe I'll figure out something later. Uh, maybe there, maybe we have a Musica fan in the comments who will give us a like a five comment like dissection of his character and how good he is. I don't know. I'd love that. Um, it's, uh, Sasuke anyway. is a bad character. <laughs> Musica yeah, exactly. will be the Sasuke of uh, Rave. <laughs> He's actually uh, super interesting. I suppose. Uh, anyway, and after that we get the Jigglebutt gang. <laughs> Do we have anything to say about the Jigglebutt gang? Uh, there were, like, some interesting moments, like, oh, we have a bomb. Oh, no, wait, Plue just sat on the bomb, and we can't move him because it'll detonate the bomb. Just, or, like, they're, they're running around. They, they're so utterly incompetent. They're, like, running around the train. They yes. kick down a door, and they're... they just happen to hit Musica, and so they get beaten up. 
There was actually one joke I liked where the the leader guy he's like uh, he's trying to distract Haru while the yeah, other two deal yes, with the, the bomb. Backstory. And he's like, I'm going to tell you a sad story. And then it like ignores it for like a whole page. And Haru's like, that's the most depressing story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's, he's just um, trying to distract Haru. And he's like, where are your parents, son? And he's like, oh, my mom's dead. And my I haven't seen my father in years. And he's like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> And then you got just a bunch of goofy moments as they run around. They piss off Musica. They walk in on Ellie changing because, of course, they do. Um, uh, yeah, just it's just the anime thing. It's just the anime thing. <laughs> I, th- I think my my least favorite moment in regards to that kind of humor was like when they were like at deeper into like the the last arc we covered, where there's like this big climactic boss battle. And, like, Ellie shows up, and oh. he just lands, and, of course, has to have his hand on her boob. That's how, that's where he fell, because, <laughs> of course, anime, or manga. <laughs> and, uh, there's probably, like, an attempt at humor there, and it's, like, to lighten the mood. And I'm sure someone is, like, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, eh. Yeah, see, that I, I can like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, Song Gatsu no Lion has some great uh, tone shifts. Um, in, I don't know if you watched my Hidamari sketch video... Um, but yeah, there's one part towards in like one of the la- la- in the last season where it's like th- this whole ep- half of the episode is like super emotional as this one character is dealing with like her future and she, fi- she, fi- um, her friend like gives her advice and finally like breaks down that wall and she's like crying and it's super emotional and then her stomach growls and, and there's reasons for that. Like her, and I fucking like, I love that because it's like, first it's like super emotional and then she, her stomach growls and I fucking laugh because it's, it, it's a great, great tone shift moment during like a serious yeah. thing. Though it's also more of a lowering tensions. Like with this example, it kind of lowers the tension, but then it goes back up. So it's kind of yeah, like, cause it's like right in the middle of the action. So it's a little weird. Yeah. So huh, I never thought about that. Like tone, like looking at humor from a like tonal structure standpoint. Cause maybe, maybe that's why it's also fine in like Song God Cause I don't think it like, it it'll be a jarring tone shift but it won't like shift back like immediately like with like the first episode where ray is like oh he's being depressed and alone but then he meets the family and then so no suddenly it's energetic and happy and it doesn't go back to being depressed right after that because that's the whole point is they're dragging him out of that um yeah. so yeah i hadn't thought about that from a structural standpoint hmm, i'll have to remember that for yeah the there's like, there's like the tonal um, thing and then there's also like sexuality can be used to explore characterization in interesting ways like that that's a thing that uh the monogatari yeah. series does mm. and like that's kind of i need to rewatch. i haven't seen that in so long but uh, go yeah on. You, i know you've the, the reason I, I bring so. that up is because it's something that's kind of like more recently been recontextualizing my stance on stuff uh. like i've made something i've made some comments on the Nen show or in previous videos that I'm not super fond of. Like when I ranted about Khan, um, I feel like there's ah. that. I, I feel like I could have had more context into like, I don't, I don't think my framing um, of that oh, is ju- just like, Oh, fan service. Yeah. And, yeah. And Japan and specifically, like I've read an article recently, like about like anime perverts in general and how that connects to like people in ac- actual people in Japan and like where they, uh, like wh- one example I thought was interesting was um, old, like the old perfect character, like Master Roshi or Jiraiya. The thing about Japan is that like marriages aren't sexually satisfying. Like, mo- um, it, like I think they did like a survey, and most Japanese people felt that like parent-child relationships were much more important than wife-husband relationships. So it's like, 
sex isn't as much of a thing in, as if, even if you're married, where in America you're expected to be, you know, in a sexually satisfying relationship. So like, that's a big, so that's why those old perfect characters exist because they sort of poke fun at that, like aspect of the culture. I suppose they're like, you know, and that's another thing I guess is that the article mentioned, it's like, they're making fun of their selves kind of, I think I'll link it actually. Um, though it's also related to a future video I'm going to do, so you'll you'll yeah, probably yeah, there hear about is, the there is the cultural eventually. divide too, which is hard to it can yes. can be hard to parse. Yes, um, the article is the, I, yeah, I think I will leave it because it was definitely kind of insightful as to like why it's because it is fair, you know sexuality is how how sexuality is treated, especially in children's media, is very different in Japan than it is in um, my from my perspective in America, where like like looking at like cartoon art styles, they're very. Like, with anime, they're very idealized. Like, the, the dudes look cool or handsome. The girls look cute or sexy, you know? And so, yeah, there is more sexual, like, Nate, like pervert stuff. Where in America, there's, like, no sexuality whatsoever, pretty much. Like, I'm struggling to remember. Because, yeah, the art styles are, are more or less desexualized. Like, I find it weird when people find cartoon characters attractive. Because I'm like, why? They don't look attractive. Because <laughs> they're not really meant to be. But... Uh, humans have a way of sexualizing everything, so that fetishes are weird. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so it's it's definitely an interesting discussion, but exact, but it, it but it's also a very large cultural divide. Yeah, so, it's I definitely like... not. It's it's something that I'd want to look into in more depth, like later, or maybe you're gonna do that. I don't know, but like definitely, like just looking <laughs> at rave in particular, it's like this cannot possibly encompass all of that. But even then, like yeah, yeah, like this is just it's just such a normal thing. Um, in anime and stuff, so it's like obviously there's got to be a culture reason for. I don't know about, about culture reasons for every specific thing, um, but yeah, um, I don't think I have anything specific to say on Rave at this time um, or how it's. Because like I mean, we also brushed over like the first scene where Ellie and Haru met, where Haru was hiding under the like desk and she shoved her his face in between her legs, and I'm just like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> Mashima, what the fuck? Um, and yeah, that kind of like didn't even get really brought up. Like she just did it. And, like, I guess, see, Haru isn't, like, he's not really a a pervert. Like, he's he's kind of innocent, I suppose. Because that's the whole thing. He was, he grew up on his island. He's kind of un you know familiar with the world with just stuff in general so i like i but it's not mm, driven but, home like compared to like to goku where it's like he he touched bulma in her groin because he was like where's the penis because he he's it, like it's played for his innocence was played for last with haru it's not it's, he just he just doesn't have any sexual perspective whatsoever yeah that's I guess, that's maybe where it that can I, be I can a think. little for the a most little part weird. for the most part um is that like a story like, like, Rave doesn't really explore sex... Well, at least it hasn't yet. It hasn't done much to explore sexuality. And so when, like, these little moments pop up, um, I don't really have much to take away from them, except, like, maybe I can look at it from, like, a tonal perspective or, you know, some other sort yeah. of narrative framing. Like, I could I could have made a comment about, like, oh, like, oh, that was Ellie's introductory scene, and it's introduced with her. I wonder how we're supposed to perceive her. But, like, it, you know, it wasn't <laughs> a big deal. Like... Yeah, I don't know. Well, because like another thing with Mashima's humor is it's very like stop and go. Like like Oda will like like reuse gags and you know build up to jokes and like like again one of my favorites in the series is when Foxy like the the, the running gag of him being depressed whenever uh, someone insults him and that being used in the fight like that that's a joke that's it's like a recurring gag in itself but then it's like transformed in later instance with Mashima like I don't think he has a lot of running ga- uh, Plue being a dog so yeah he definitely does have running gags but it's just like a joke will happen and that's it and it'll keep the story keeps going more or less like um or there'll be re- like there'll be lots of gag heavy areas but yeah it's uh 
Hmm. I'd have to think about it more. I apologize. Um, I have let us off on a tangent, but I guess basically like what I wanted to try to say here, um, like, like I, I'm aware of my like perspective on how stuff like this can be integrated. And so like, I don't want it to just, I don't want, (laughs) I want to try to do less of just saying like, Oh, this is bad because I don't like it. Like, that's how I feel like the, Mm -hmm. the, the con rant came off in the the bleach podcast is i was just like oh i don't like okay. this but like i wasn't self-aware about it like i was saying like no this is like a narrative flaw because this is here um which like mm, I, there's okay, there's yeah, more see, I, I to never, consider I if that, i want so, to actually yeah. say that like maybe this is a narrative flaw maybe like maybe it could be integrated better as seen by different examples but i don't know yeah um that's that's and, that I'll, uh, yeah i'll keep that in mind for myself i try to at least because yeah there are personal biases and the, yeah it's an issue of recognizing you know where yeah like you said where is it a narrative flaw and where is it just personal preference you know so yeah um because like what's wrong with a media ma- piece of media aimed at children to appeal to children you know like what's wrong with that <laughs> um so yeah um but anyway so moving on they get to the luca continent they're looking for stuff and they run into demons and haru finds out about gale who uh is believed to be his father like you even get a bit where uh we see a mysterious guy who turns out to be gale fighting some dudes and they're like oh my god it's you um how did you think about this whole like mystery setup like did you buy for a second that gale might have been the bad guy of the arc or i don't know you've actually mentioned a couple of his beta switches so far so yeah i mean this was i another... wasn't i didn't know like the way gale had been set up it's like no he's probably a good guy but it's also like he was in demon card and you know so like which was true doubt, yeah. doubtful um, but i don't know maybe like i i just I, I think I just yeah, kind of okay. took it at face value when I was reading it. I was like, okay, he's he's evil. Okay, uh, I guess this will be explained. <laughs> and then it, it was. So I, I didn't really have much yep. to say about it, I guess. What I did think, um, and again, like, I, I have already said that, like, Rave has, like, sem- somewhat quick arcs. So, like, this, what, and again, like, I think this is just coming mm, off of one piece. Like, going. this arc. Uh, on the the continent lasted twenty, maybe thirty chapters. I don't even know if it was that long. Um, no, it was it was like twenty five because uh, I'm at chapter fifty and it's a little into like shortly into the start of the arc and it, it ends on seventy four. So yeah, it's about twenty. Cha- okay. It's like twenty five chapters. So, th- long, so this was a, this but, was no, a long some, arc by yeah. rave standards. Um, but yes, to me, it, like again, because we're coming off of One Piece, where some arcs will be like really, really a long. Long arc by One Piece standards is literally one hundred chapters. because yeah. it's fucking Dressrosa. So <laughs> yeah, to me, it kind of feels like things happen. Not not even that it's a bad thing that things happen quickly. Like they they arrived to the place. And then, like, Haru was immediately gone. Like, they, they had just shown there. They had a brief fight. They talked to these royal people. Or, not royalty, but whoever they were. And then, like, Haru just left. And it's like, oh, battle. And, oh, at Gale. And, oh, at King. Uh, so, like, it, it happened <laughs> quick. But that's just how, that's just yes, how Rave works. It, see, because you're right. It is only 20 chapters. And I, for some reason, I thought it was longer. Uh, so, but, yeah, no, it, it does well, yeah, actually because, like, the stakes quick. are really like, high, so it feels grand. And I guess, I don't know, for me, that carries the feeling that, like, oh, it's grand in scale, so naturally the chapter count is grand in scale, but that's not necessarily how that works. I mean, kind of by rave standards it is, so, yeah. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> um, you could compare it to something by, like... like, what we're used to coming off of the big three. Yeah, because, like, you could compare it to something Gurren like Gurren Lagan, which is, like, 27 episodes of anime, mm. but it covers a lot of ground in those 27 episodes. It does. It, it does, yes. Um, 
but yeah, I did like how it was built up to because it's like there's the the whole prophecy of the like the two uh, winds clashing and they kind of like they kind of use the names to like because Haru is like he's spring so like spring breeze versus gale two winds clashing but no it's literally there are two people who are called gale. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, because, and it's actually kind of funny as a twist, because fictional characters never have the same name in the in the work. Like, you can't have two characters named John, because it's confusing to the audience. Like, if they say, okay, someone says John, which one are they talking about? Unless you deliberately use it for confusion, like with the two Gales, Rare, Rare Groove and Glory. But it also kind of works because it's like, obviously, Gale has, you know, he's also called King, you know, so he's got a different name. So, like, there's no confusion in the actual conversations because he's usually not called Gale. But it works for the twist. So, it's fine. Oh, yeah, it, now, it, it, now that fine. you mention that, like, the the surname or whatever, like, that's usually common. Like, oh, there will be siblings or whatever who have the same, like, last name. But, like, yeah, that, that first name, that's usually different. Yes. So, yeah, that was kind of neat. Um, oh, and, of course, Haru's pissed off that his dad's dad might be a piece of shit. Um, so, he, he's... Um, Oh, so, and you also get a flashback of his sister where he's like, her, his sister almost drowns trying to get him a fish, and he cries because, you know, uh, like, you know, she's the only one who's been in his life, pretty much, so he's like, here he is ready to cut off his dad if he's actually a piece of shit, like, he's, you know, he, his dad has been missing, so there's always been that kind of what if, but he's willing to, like, cut off that bond, you know, because his dad's been gone, like, it could go either way, but it turns out that he's actually pretty cool. Yeah, so, that, that was even yeah. kind of part of the um, conflict when he fought Shuda for the first time, because uh, he was, like, true. torn is, about how about he that, felt yes. about, like, who his father might be, and that was, you know, kind of getting in the way of his ability to fight, and so he had to kind of, like, put that That's right. aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, um, I do kind of, I think Haru is sort of interesting as a character, because I, I think, again, like, comparing him to someone like Luffy who just kind of acts and like he has his own method of thinking and you know like in character like Haru taking off just to go fight this giant army by himself instead of like waiting for them to invade that's That's something very Luffy now that you mention it yeah (laughs) I mean like yeah Haru's got his own Um, you know it is kind of very Luffy but what I I mean like I guess what I was trying to say is like Haru has his own very strong uh sort of set of beliefs kind of like what Luffy has so like I said, it felt like a very in-character thing for him to do, which I, I don't know. Like, of course, a character <laughs> should feel in-character. I don't know what I, quite what I'm trying to say, but I don't know. It was, yeah, I like the yeah. development. I mean, well, yeah, he... Well, for, I guess uh, to compare... Since you're, we're doing a Luffy comparison, like, compare this to the Enya's lobby thing where Luffy just charges in. Haru's... This is, like, a way more serious moment for Haru. Like, this, this isn't, like, a level of anger he normally has. So it's, like... They do the same kind of thing, but with Haru, it's this anger. Like, it's this anger driving him to do this, where Luffy, it's just Luffy. I guess I also think Uh, that because, like, there were other arcs where, like, he wasn't eager to fight someone at first. Like, he needed a reason Mm, to want to fight. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, because that also ties into this being a more serious moment because he's always, you know, he's more like, you know, he'll, he'll probably try to find the peaceful solution if it's available. Not so much this time. Because and, and yeah, he he ends up getting like super wounded and um like then we get a cut we get the cutaway to Shuda. He seems to have a robot arm. His face is all scarred up. Um, and then Haru, his dad just walks by him. Um, oh no, no, that's right. His dad was like it's he appeared like he was gonna cut Haru because he he did Mashima did a Kishimoto fake out. Um, but no, it was it wasn't quite exactly how it was going. And then King comes out. Um, oh yeah, speaking of, um, I, since I, I thought about this earlier, 
Uh, we have the Kishimoto fake out. We need to think about, we need to use the Mashima bait and switch. Cause Mashima's done this like three times where like, it seemed like if we red herring, he's like red herrings towards one thing and then he, uh, no, it's actually this other thing, like with the, the two gales. So, I don't know, it just seems, it just seems right to call it the Mashima bait and yeah. switch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll try and remember that. But yeah, so the two gales meet and fight and there's some, the, some of what's it called, a uh, bit of exposition. Because they do have a, a past um, with each other. Oh yeah, and of course it happens to be the day that like the big ritual happens to make the the really strong uh, uh, end claim uh, dark bling. Um, and this tower looks cool actually. The Tower of Din, like when you get the full spread with all the like tendrils sneaking up, streaking off it. Mashima's art can be cool sometimes. And I actually do like the the palace guardians because they look like really inhuman and stuff. Like, honestly, they're some of my favorite designs of Mashima, probably because they don't look human. Um, like, I don't know, they just look look neat, and they got a lot of detail. Um, so Mashima probably fucked himself by drawing things with so much detail that he has to draw over and over again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, like, you know, that the whole thing gets, you know, set up, and Haru's able to, like, oh no, my dad's not a piece of shit, and they're gonna go fight, they're gonna, father and son, gonna go help save the world uh, from the Enclaim. Um... And of course, like once once you see the palace guardians, you're like, oh boy, here here come the fights, <laughs> all the fights, and like it even separates them up as as shown in do. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I had anything to say about these fights. Um, oh yeah, the 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 let the one lizard guy, he has honor. Um, that's that's. I wonder. That's I wonder thing. if he is. I'm trying like because it always happens for every story. There's got to be the aesthetic character the patented math with aesthetic <laughs> character and so i'm wondering if this dragon guy might not be it because like maybe he, he comes back later so he's gonna be a recurring character so maybe i mean he's all about like honor I can, yeah and, he is indeed a recurring character i can confirm and, like, that he, um having read this series he's, he's got this like i don't know my aesthetic has a bit of like edge to it so like he, he he's, he's a bit of an edgy <laughs> dragon uh he's got like the the thing like his his eyes the in the shadow yeah yep um but yeah, they go, everyone shows up, and they all split up. Haru does indeed fight Let, um, Dragon Boy. Um, see, I'm looking through, I'm trying to remember if I had anything to say about these fights. Like, there's some, like, um, I don't know. Like, th- 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 as far as, I don't know, for this arc, like, I- I- I'm remembering it, and all I think can think about is the things that happen. So, like, and there's a lot of things that happen. Like, it's a busy arc, but it- it's also a whole lot of nothing, because it's just like, uh, yeah, the characters are fighting the Palace Guardians. Um, yeah, I don't have a... I think the only fight that kind of intrigued me, but even then I didn't have a super huge takeaway from it, was the the Let versus uh, Haru fight. Because uh, he goes up against a guy who is, you know, I guess atypical compared to the other guys because he is, not, you know, not devoted really to Demon Card. He's just there because he wants a good fight. He's just, he's a fight boy. He wants to fight. Yeah, whereas like Haru, yeah, and Haru has a reason to fight and... Well, like, like, Led is even, like, I think after the fight, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll die now. Um, but, you know, Haru is obviously not going to senselessly kill someone. So, uh, yeah, he, he's he got a different perspective. And he he kind of has this, way. like, balance mindset where it's like, th- things have to be fair. You know, it's got to be a fair fight. Honor. So, you know, when, after their fight, when Haru's got to fight a second guy, he's like, hey, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to tip you off to this guy's powers because, you know, you're exhausted from our fight. Yep. But uh, um, wait, and yeah, then to, to make... oh, the reason why I brought up this fight was because Haru gets another power up. He gets the uh, yes, uh, what's it called? 
what's what's the, the sword he gets ice swords i think uh, or it's called blue crimson yes it's, uh, because the sword it's, like it's, breaks I've... off and then he's like no it's yes. the blade is now a sword he's got two swords and he's got a fire and an ice sword um and i think like the character moment that i like i thought like there's got to be something there because obviously the one guy was just there to fight like that that's his motivation is he, he yeah. wants to fight people um whereas Haru doesn't want to fight. Like, he wants to stop the fighting. And so, I don't know. I figured there's something well, it, there. Yeah, well, I guess how I might frame it is that he's he's fighting, but he's also protecting. He's doing two things. Like, he's fighting for a purpose, whereas Led is fighting without a purpose. So, he's able to... Two swords, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, two, like, fighting and protecting, sort of. Which it might have been, like, more accurate if it was a sword and shield. So, maybe I'm, um, I'm not quite on the nose there. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm not so sure I if tried. like the power <laughs> up in particular, like the nature of the power that's, up. Uh, that's what it's I was more tra- like the fact that there, there is a do. power up and that there is perhaps a yeah. character moment attached to it. Yeah, see, I don't know if he's changing per se, but he's definitely like, um, like he he has his ideology, and because he has that ideology, he wins. Is you know kind of the thing. Yeah, it so, might not be. Um, yeah, I, again, I'm not entirely sure on it. Might not be a moment of. I don't. I wouldn't call it a moment of character growth, but like again, character reaffirmation, which is like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm grasping at straws here. Maybe again, like if <laughs> we're trying, if I have the whole story like, in, in see, mind, maybe thing, I'll be able to like, piece it together. Yeah, reading is a skill, and it's hard to read when you're not paying attention. And it's like there's a lot of things happening. So I'm like, uh, am I paying attention? I don't know. Um, oh, there was this one funny, funny moment where Haru's like. Yeah, Musica's the toughest guy I know. There is no way he can lose. And then it, like, cuts, and then Mosh- uh, Musica's getting his shit kicked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember laughing at that when, that when I first read it. Um, so it's like, Musica can't lose. Uh, Musica loses. Uh, no, he doesn't lose, but uh, <laughs> the idea was funny. Um, when he does the fucking Kampachi thing, where he, like, he's being attacked by invisible weapons, so he, like, lets himself be impaled so that he... It's like an inverse Kampachi where Kampachi was blind, so he let himself get cut so he could see. Uh, music of the weapon's invisible, so he lets himself... So he could, like, follow the trail back to uh, <laughs> the du- the duty. I can't fighting. believe Kubo um, and, and... ripped off Mashima. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, um, I don't think I got as much out of the other fights. Um, Another thing I've been noticing... Uh, cause Mashima will do his little character blurbs and a lot of the time, a lot of the time he will mention, like sometimes he'll mention like, Oh, I have, th- I had this character in this like backstory in mind for, you know, even before I started rave. But then there are other times where he's like, Oh, this character, I didn't, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with him. Um, I, but I wanted to have this character. Um, so again, I am still like a little, little skeptical of Mashima. Like does what, what does and doesn't he sort of know what he's working with uh that was that's the question that we'll, we'll never know the answer to for that sure was a sentence. we can only guess yes um i mean how i've uh, i remember ah uh, should i forget what writer said this i thought it was an interesting way of framing it because basically they talked about writing as like there are architects and there are you know gardeners like architects like build and like they plan shit out and then they build it whereas growers just like sow a bunch of seeds and like let it was... happen though right you know so you know, in this I've case, seen like, that too. Scott, was that a comment in the last yes. episode? Maybe I feel like was it me? me you, you, I don't remember. Or did I you just, say that I, to I, me? Maybe I've mentioned it before. I don't know. I might have mentioned it before, and I forgot. Because um, it's like so with Mashima, it's like he's got some architecture, but he's also doing some growing. So because all writers they have some bounds between the two. 
you know, or some some areas of the t- like Stephen King, I think, is notable for like he he just he just goes and writes like he has ideas, but you know he he doesn't he doesn't plan out his endings. He just lets them come out naturally. So I've heard some of his books can be like uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say too much because I have a fan of Stephen King on my server and I know he's listening. I bet he's listening. Um, and I haven't actually read any Stephen King books. I just know he's, he's. I guess he would be considered more of a grower, uh, like a gardener, like writer-wise. So, yeah, it's a concept I've heard of, so it's interesting to think about. Um, oh, yeah, this this one thing bugs me, though, because we get introduced to another one of the Blue Guardians. The thing that bugs me is her design, because she's like a hot lady with a bird beak like glued onto her face, and I'm just like, okay... Um, I, I, I guess you, you wanted to have the bird lady have boobs, Mashma. Okay, sure. Yeah, because like, uh, the, the bear guy <laughs> was an actual bear. This one is just like right. mostly a human just with like one or two features. I mean, looking closely, like she does have feathers on her like shoulders and possibly face. Like, I, see, she has dark skin, so I can't tell what's necessarily supposed to be feathers. Like, I think she does have feathers on her face, but she also doesn't seem to have feathers on her boobs. So, okay, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, she gives away the rave of combat. Um, she has a moment with uh, her descendant who is trying to uh, fill those shoes or whatever. That, that I don't know. Um, and yeah, Haru gets up to the top floor to help fight uh, King. And they have a big old fight. Um... Shit, did I have anything to say about that big old fight? Do you have anything to say about that big old fight? Uh. Oh, there was a flashback too. Um. Oh, that's right. Oh, there's uh, I'm, I'm, there's like so much happening, <laughs> but again, like, cause like there's like a bomb inside Gale Glory's body that will explode and destroy every like a a a, a huge part of the population, and then they get a flashback where we find out how they met and formed Demon Card. Um which wasn't always a terrorist organization, but, uh, Rare Groove, uh, King, he, uh, like, after Gale left it, uh, he kind of just used it for his ends, and, like, he's like, oh, it's just, this is justified, and, oh, that's right, the Baxter with the Empire, where, like, after Demon Card went, like, uh, evil, Gale, he didn't, he, he, he did, he did, chose not to, um, take action himself, like, he, he wanted, he's like, let the guy, let the, the Empire do it, and they use the opportunity to like completely like fuck everything up and kill his fa- like kill uh, King's family. Um, so yeah, that happened and made him an angry dude. Um, I guess that's a, an understandable reason as to why uh, King would turn into you know do doing the shit he does. I suppose this um, is where. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. He killed. Uh, he killed. Uh, uh Haru's mom. I forgot about that. Um, you were gonna say yeah, something? this was where um, the aforementioned quality of the dark bring that it like corrupts people. This was where I thought maybe it w- it kind of came back again, uh, oh. because like there was hmm. obviously Gale and Gale had started the dark card, <laughs> like they had formed the organization, and before Gale left, it's like oh everything's good, like they're friends. King isn't evil. Uh, things things are good. But then, like, he leaves, and oh, then, like, okay. things become evil, and it's like, oh, they've got the dark bring. Um, and so, like, they're... Oh, even so then, it, like, he, okay. King wasn't totally evil. Like, uh, it was only after Gale betrayed him and ac- inadvertently got his family killed that he kind of went off the deep end. But I thought, like, maybe that was kind of, you know, there's a bit of influence there. Like, like yeah, like, the, the dark blings made him, t- t- you know, pushed him to that like to push the organization to you know being well because like that's why gail came back because he heard that demon card was evil and he's like wait what how um 
And then, well, because, like, the, yeah, King kind of justifies it. Like, he says, like, uh, or what did he say exactly? Um, oh, yeah, um, you know, he, he talks about how it's successful now. Um, but, um, yeah, and, yeah, even, like, he, yeah, he forces Gale, like, he, he, um, he almost, he, he has a bunch of, like, dudes with guns, with magic guns, I don't know, maybe real guns. It's, like, the setting's, like, fantasy thing, but they still have, like, cars and shit, so, yeah, um, and tanks. So yeah, that maybe it is. Well, see, uh, I guess that's the thing with the corruption because it's like, because Gale obviously has this tragic reason he became like or or King rather the he, why he became the way he he did, and like do do you need the corruption aspect to the to the blings there to to have that? Yeah, so, no, I don't know. probably um, not. Maybe not. I'm just yeah. thinking like if there is supposed to be a connection here, like maybe there's one. Maybe yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because uh, I I did didn't I never thought about that so. And maybe I'll try to keep an eye out for it in later uh, episodes. So, oh yeah, did you see the popularity poll? Yes. <laughs> did you see that Plue is almost more popular than Haru? Uh, wait, what are these numbers? Oh wow, that is actually kind of um, close. Yeah, he's like within two hundred votes of, or uh, one hundred twenty votes of the main character, damn near. And so he's it's the like, mascot character. <laughs> I've never seen a mascot character placed that highly. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, okay, Naruto didn't really have a mascot character. Khan did place like fifth once, I think. He placed decently high in Bleach. And One Piece Chopper, he's been in the top ten, I'm pretty sure. Um, or no, he is usually in the top, 10, but not like fucking second place. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of surprising. I was like, oh, Plue's number two, okay. And then again, like, I was having some trouble, you know, getting attached to the characters initially and trying to remember who they were. Like, there are a lot of these names yeah. that don't have faces. I'm like, who well, are they? <laughs> like, looking at actually, like, one, okay, one that kind of makes me scratch my head is seventh place is Nakajima, who's, like, the sunflower thing on their door at Haru's house, and he's, like, more popular than uh, Haru's dad, uh, Haru's sister, um, <laughs> Judah, who's probably probably my favorite antagonist so far. So that's that's kind of sad um, that that they, he got beat beaten by a, like a, a door a, a talking door thing. Like, yeah, people just really like why? those those gag comics in the, in the graphic or, novels. Yeah, the, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I mean, also maybe there's also the, always the possibility of the anime, like because that also can affect the popularity polls. Because like because like I mentioned how. Um, Recent characters will will usually do better in the polls. It's, you can especially see it in One Piece because, like, uh, Kaku, I think, in the Enya's Lobby character poll was number nine. He's just like the square nosed Enya's Lobby antagonist guy. Like, thinking about the whole story, it's like, why is that guy so popular? But during Enya's Lobby, like, yeah, he's in the, the mind of everybody. So, of course, he's going to rank higher. You know, Law did second place during Dress Rosa. Same, same logic there. Or, but, um,. So, but the anime kind of does that too because it it calls attention to whatever's airing at the time. So maybe the anime had started, and uh, maybe not because usually the they reference it on the cover cover pages and stuff. So I don't know. But he would have been in the first episode. So that's just a thought I had um, just now. But yeah, um, I don't even remember most of the other characters. Like, there's no joke ones uh, um, in the like Hiramashima himself did. The authors always rank fairly highly in their polls, which is fun. But yeah. I also um, thought it was kind of surprising that uh, what's his name Griffin the the weird creature thing that he he was like sixth I don't know maybe it's just like the oh Griff the yeah interesting that, was, that was another weird one yeah Griff it's like <laughs> that it's just like I don't know yeah I don't know why why does everyone love the 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 rave mascots so much because yeah Plue's really high and Griff is way higher than he should be 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, um, but anyway, so yeah, King uh, sla- scars Gale's face. Um, the wife comes in, and uh, King kills her. Sakura. Oh, oh, see, that's that's King is basically you know he's going to take everything away from Gale so that he suffers as much as he did, and. Then something kind of interesting happens because, like, he gave the gave this sob story, and Haru feels bad for King after everything. Like, he's like, um, you know, like, because it's like, like, you know, he, King killed his mother, but then Haru says, you know, like, but you know, King was you know, like, bad things happened to him too. Like, he just hates the conflict that ha- led to all of this. So yeah, I like that that reaction. It's very Haru, I suppose, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Um. And yeah, of course, he wants to put an end to all the fighting, uh, but uh, there's still going to be fighting, um, and the fight, keep, fight, the the action keeps going. Um. What I thought was kind of interesting, um, uh, like in the fight, King uses kind of a reflection of the the ten power yes. sword that uh, Haru uses, and and then he he ends up pulling out this technique that Haru hasn't even used yet, that he didn't even really know about. But then, like later in the fight. Yep. Yeah, Haru like, was able to use that because again it's like a yes. thing he you know you know you know that you know but you don't know until <laughs> you know you know it's it's plot convenience <laughs> it's, it's an ass pull um but yeah Haru actually does like uh kind of beat the shit out of king a bit and then king does his like he uses his uh monster form and goes nuts um that happens um but gale stops him I thought I had something to say. Oh yeah, and teamwork, uh, friendship. Uh, Gale and his uh, Haru beat uh, King because, and he also used Plu earlier. Friendship beats uh, Solo. Yeah, that that um, was an interesting so, yeah. power up. The the rave of combat, and it's like, oh, it's not for me. It's for Plu, and so Plu just like stands yeah. there and blocks, deflects the attack. Yep. But it's goofy. And I actually like how it kind of like retract, like because we saw Plu save uh, Shiba. Uh, before in the flashback, because he blocked the explosion. Oh yeah, um, and now oh yeah, so uh, now we know why he's so dur- like who's durable enough to block an explosion that uh, killed one tenth of the planet's population. Um, so yeah, because of the rave, because rave is strong. So yeah, um, that's nice, nice little connection there. Um, oh yeah, and King gets a bit of a moment where he's like dying, and he's uh, um, he's like, oh, if you don't kill me, I'm going to. Um, destroy destroy you know because because uh, gale's got the bomb in him but uh gale decide, chooses not to kill his you know to cause more he, he you know they go the haru route of not causing more violence and gale um decides to he blows up demon card headquarters instead um so because he's he tries to end their their fate because that's that's a, another thing that comes up again is like the fate of the 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 gl- glory and rare groove lines you know constantly fighting and but gale decides to like kill himself and you know blow up demon card to end that um, so yeah, it, yeah. Um, also there's, there's a weird thing cause there's a character called Jig and he was mentioned way earlier, uh, except I swear to God, the translation called him Sieg. So I'm like, Oh look, it's Sieg. It's Sieghart. He's, he's, he's in the empire, but no, it's called Jig and he, cause he also has an eye tattoo, but it's on the other eye <laughs> and it looks different. It actually looks more like Jagan's cause Jagan kind of has a hook. Oh, thing. that wasn't Jagan. Full... I guess I just assumed it was him. No. No, yeah, because his name's even combined. It's Sieg plus Jagan. It's Jig. <laughs> I don't know what's going. Yeah, I forgot about this character. But no, because yeah, Jagan is uh, he's one of the Oration Seis. Uh, Sieg is not is in Demon Card, but he's not one of Oration Seis. And then Jagan is or no Jig. I see. I mix up the names now. Uh, Jig is in the Empire. Um. So yeah. Uh. 
and they all have eye tattoos. <laughs> so yeah. Well, it's too bad we'll never see Jigon again because the Eurasian, you know, head <laughs> Demon Card HQ was blown up. Uh, the Eurasian Six were wiped out. <laughs> Sace were wiped out. They won't be back. See, I love how you just don't buy it for a second. <laughs> I love well, that. I mean, like, I mean, I guess that's like the narrative notion that like oh why would they be introduced if they would just not show up that doesn't happen like let's be honest it would be hilarious if they did just all die in a fiery explosion but that's that's not it no that's not what's gonna happen (laughs) um like i mean i say hilarious not because like oh no these characters are dead but because just of like the setup and not and like deliberate not payoff or that would have happened um, though I guess Mashima even talked about, like, wouldn't it be, have been convenient if all of the story threads were wrapped up here? Um, so, yeah, he avoided that. Like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the inconvenient thing happened. Arashan Sace lived, so. I did think um, it was also sort yeah. of interesting, um, in those end of volume notes where uh, he made he made a comment about how, like, he hadn't really figured out what he was going to be doing with Gale until, you know, until he, like, started figuring out the King storyline. Um, so again, that is, that does gives me a little bit of, um, substance to my suspicion that all the elements getting set up without necessarily be like early on without necessarily no, like, again, like the mysteries are being set up, but not as much as being explained. So I'm a little nervous yeah. about the direction yeah, of where things so go. He, yeah. It all depends. Like, as long as he doesn't contradict himself, it's fine, I think, you know. But, um. Yeah, because, I mean, in, in this case, it, it, it did work out, I think. I think it worked out. Yeah. Like, I don't think it. Yeah, this didn't contradict anything. Oh, I guess the weird thing was, like, Sakura, uh, Haru's mom was living with them on the island, and then she just happened to be, you know, just a little weird, like, oh, she's there now. That's okay. Um, whatever. But it's whatever. It's, it's not too big a deal. Um, so yeah. And then, but anyway, King, um, you know, he regrets all he did. Um, and you know, he, uh, dies, you know, he redeemed himself by, uh, you know, giving up on his goal, but, uh, the tower is coming down and everyone's got to escape and they all get split up. Uh, Haru and Gale end up together and Gale ends up dying to save Haru from the destruction of the tower. And yeah, that, Oh, he also mentioned, or I don't that? know, the way that was that was handled was a little... It felt a little weird, but it's probably fine. Um, just because I figured he was going to, oh, have a heroic sacrifice and die in battle. Uh, but that's that's not how that went. So it's it like, oh, is he going to yeah. actually live? Are we actually going to see, you know, uh, Gale be involved in the shenanigans? But no, that didn't happen. Uh, which, I mean, again, like, I, I figured this was how things were going to play out going in. Like, I figured Gale was not going to survive the fight. <laughs> because i don't know yeah too many death flags i don't even know what those death flags were in this instant but the, the well, i don't know i just there. think again like the so, yeah. the passing of the torch thing that is a just a shonen yeah. staple so I, I don't know i guess i just assumed that this was going to be like the not even the midpoint because we're still a third of the way maybe into the story if that a fourth yeah but yeah it seemed yeah, like a yeah. closer to a fourth I'd it say. seemed like a big um, moment that like oh that's just, you know, like the, the big guys are going to duke it out and Haru is going to have to sacrifice here. To, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at, but like yep. it makes sense and, and, in my head. And I, I forget exactly where it goes with Haru's character, if anywhere, because it's or maybe I'm just not forget. I'm forgetting what was literally read because it's like, you know, he doesn't want people to die. And then nope, nope, his dad's 
dead. Not 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 through fighting though. I guess maybe that's what he wanted to avoid it because with you know people dying through fighting. Um, so you know he dies because of a, you know basically an accident. So maybe you know maybe that's why it happened the way it did. Um, and and this is the part where I actually cried a little bit because again so. Because Haru, like, this is actually kind of because Haru, he he breaks down because his dad died, and what? And I thought I didn't wasn't thinking about Haru and his dad. I was thinking about Mashima himself and the fact that he didn't know his dad, and so like, like, and like the fact that Mashima put this like, you know, Haru crying over his dad in his manga. Like, I guess I connected that to Mashima himself. Like, I just I just see I don't see Haru crying. I see Mashima crying. If that Aww. makes sense, and that got me emotional <laughs> so that's why i cried a little bit reading the uh, rave because i thought about mashima not knowing his dad and you know because haru still didn't you know barely knew his dad he like because think about how mashima portrayed gale like this this super this hero you know who you know who's he's really strong he's stronger than haru you know he's a good person uh like almost like I, some kind of idyllic figure figure but then he still takes that away from haru and then you know, and then, so, like, Haru got in, like, so, oh, you know, cause no. Mashima didn't actually know his dad. He probably heard stuff secondhand about his dad. So, basically, the, per- I, I, what I saw, the paratext made me cry. The personal connection between the author and what he's putting into his work. Um, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I felt things. Um, so yeah. And yeah, then you get the moment with the, the, the roads that are going their separate ways, but maybe, maybe are going back together at some point. And Haru's ready, ready to keep going on his journey. And this is the part where you're like, oh boy, I'm almost done. One chapter left. Oh no. Uh, Three chapters left. <laughs> the, another Mashima bait and switch, but this time it was the chapter numbers. Bon- I, uh, I I have a uh, bone to pick with these, these bonus chapters <laughs> that aren't numbered properly. Because even like when, when Bleach did the turn back the pendulum, it's like, well, now you're throwing off the, like, mm. the numbers and everything's... <laughs> yeah, well, because it's, it's bad because my list sometimes they count the extra chapters. So, like, um, like especially think about for Fairy Tale for some reason, because it's like, the last chapter is like uh, like 645, but my list lists it as 6 or maybe 500s, uh, I don't know. But it, it lists it as 49, because it counts, and Bleach, it's the same thing with Bleach, where it ends at like 690 something, but it counts turn back the pendulum, so it's actually like 704 or something like that. So, it, 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 it's stupid, is <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say. But anyway, um, but yeah, there's there's a bit of an arc here with uh, Shiba, the former rave master, and he's like joining the military. Um and he's, uh, you know, he's fighting for money mostly. And then he meets Reisha, who's the princess, and uh, they have a bit of a thing. And he's, uh, well, because like the thing, I guess the thing is like he's, uh, he he wants to um, help, you know, be the hero or whatever. But he needs to like he has to find a cause to fight for because he was just fighting for money or himself before, but now he's fighting for others. I guess is the whole thing with his uh, bits. But he eventually does. Uh, Raisha sacrifices herself to make the rave, and Shiva becomes the rave master, um, the first one. And I don't think I had anything specific to say about it otherwise. Oh, that's right. The, the, the and it ends with the the rave comes from her name, Raisha Valentine, like the first letters of her first name and the or the first and last letters of both okay. her two names. So, <laughs> yep, sure, whatever. Yeah, that happened. Um, but yeah, everything's done. There's like one little chapter of everyone like splitting off. Um, oh yeah, Let is the uh, he the he's a dragon. Uh, okay, um, alligator man. <laughs> and yep, and they're all looking for star memory. 
And uh, yeah, that's it. They go off to oh, they're going to Symphonia to find the uh, uh, the where the whole thing happened that destroyed so much of the world. Um, and that's where we finally end off. Um, that was a long discussion, uh, but admittedly because we weren't talking that much about Rave. <laughs> like, for a good, like, third to a half of it, we were probably talking about not Rave. I don't know if it was uh, quite that much. I feel like we had a decent bit of Rave. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Surprising amount, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we've, we've said enough of our opinion on the story so far. Um, oh god, I didn't even think about the arc rankings. I haven't even been keeping track. Oh, How many arcs are there? No! This is like the eternal curse of the Nin show is the dread about having to come up with arc and character rankings. Like, I haven't thought about it because we spent so much time and effort on it with One Piece, and now I'm just like, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, to be fair, oh, when we yeah. did the Bleach oh, no. arc rankings, we just kind of lumped the opening stretch together. Yes. This will this will be a little bit harder to do, to do. I mean, the wikia does divide the arcs, uh, I, or I don't know. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a list of the arcs so we can figure it out as we go. Oh no! Uh, oh no! We have to read more Rave Master. Uh, but like I said, I enjoyed discussing it more than I did reading it. Uh, and hopefully, you enjoyed the discussion. Um, it was less, you know, angry and bitter than, uh, and I'm glad for that because it could have been. Imagine if we did Rave first. Like, before Nart, the big three. Oh, God. Um, See, so any closing thoughts? It's... I guess I, I like it a little more than zombie powder. It, you know? it's it's, it's It feels good. like a competent <laughs> story with, like, it, it had some I, ideas I there mean, down the stretch. Is liking something more than your least favorite finished manga ever, like, that high a bar? I mean, it's not... Uh, you know what? For Mashima stuff, yeah, let's say that. It's not the worst manga you've ever read. Like that's an accomplishment. I mean, like initially, as I was going through, like, um, like the again, like I said, the first thirty chapters were dull. So initially, I was like, you know, it's about on par with Zombie Powder. But the thing about Zombie Powder was it got canceled. Yep. So, and it never had like maybe it would have been better if it kept going, you know, because so like that's the thing is shonen stories like they get they do imp- see, it's that, that's what common. made they me get, you know, sort like, of wonder it, like if rave had managed to get published in shonen jump like i don't know for whatever reason why it's it's in weekly shonen magazine maybe mashima never even attempted to go for shonen jump but like would it ha- yeah. would it have made it in shonen jump that would be interesting if it yeah, when running against, because like it is very like they, they might have gone. It, we already have a goofy action comedy series. It's called One Piece, and Mashima was like, "Well, fuck," you know. So he moved to a different magazine, you know. And Rave was a success in that magazine, you know. But again, like that's the question: is would it have been successful in Jump? We, it's just, we will it, it's never just know. interesting because again, um, you could say like, "Well, if Zombie Powder had been in a different magazine, would it have gotten more maybe, of a chance? Who knows? Maybe, yeah." Um, that's you know it's interesting but to think yeah about, I, I guess again again so I, i'm time, i'm moving or... the i'm moving the topic away from rave rave it's fine <laughs> it, it's fine <laughs> it yeah it exists um i'm not looking forward to reading more because i'm expecting it to be boring but discussing it should oh, be fine no it's like rave so already anyway... had all of its good ideas it's all downhill from here <laughs> oh no um so yeah moving forward we are reading chapters 75 through 140 so another fairly decent sized stretch um the stretch after that is going to be the longest though apparently because it's really awkward to divide these parts so um uh, i mean yeah because the, the at least like where or, uh, we left off here like mashima kind of said like hey this is what i'd call the end of part one so like 
yeah, this this was like a perfect place to end off for the first stretch. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the story, because obviously these manga authors aren't writing their stories to be read in a podcast format, like specifically like this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised I had as much to say as I did. Um, I mean, most of it was just summarizing, but hey, whatever. Um, so yeah, um, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time.